Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the Reverend Joe Laporta. May the force be with you. <laughs> and with you, sir. Uh, and my other co-host, Carlos Ramirez. Never tell me the odds. No, never tell me the odds. So, what do we got going on this week? Anybody, anybody have any interesting news? Did we do anything fun over the weekend? Anything happen? Uh, I believe there was a quick build tournament, but we'll get to that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, non-X-Wing related, just normal life stuff, I guess. Uh, uh, I'm actually excited they cast Josh Brolin in the new Dune series. Oh, yeah. So There's a lot of good castings for that. There for is, that. actually. Yeah. Like, apparently, they're not messing around with this. They're actually going to make a real movie instead of, like, you know... Make a David Lynch movie. Yeah, you know, I think like Dave Batista's in there, and Dave Batista's in there. Stellan Skarsgård's in there. Yeah. Oh man, they just cast Josh Brolin. What was the other one? There was another really good one that I liked too. Mm. I'll come to me like halfway through this yeah. whole thing. I'll be like, oh yeah, that guy. I discovered that uh, Weezer came out with like a covers album recently. That it's uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. I started. I listened to it today. It was enjoyable. Hmm. You fantastic. saw Weezer this past year, didn't you? I saw Weezer. Yeah, like a few months back here in Jacksonville. Hmm. You going to the I've seen him three show? times. That's the plan. You seen him three times? I love them. They're great. Nice. Love. Yeah, they did a great job here. So I, I would definitely go see him again. That was actually the first time I'd seen them. But I tend to not go to like bigger shows like that. I'm, I've always been like a club junkie. But you know, I like getting clubbed also. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anything going on in your neck of the woods, Carlos? Well, I started rewatching the Game of Thrones again in pre- preparation of season eight that's coming up in April, and I did the calculations to make sure if like if I watch one episode a day, I can watch the new premiere. I'll be all caught up. There you go. So I instead watched three seasons in three days. Yeah, of course you can't watch one a day. Like it's is that a bingeable show though? Don't oh you, yeah. Like, it's not like BSG where like if you try to binge it like. A day into it, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs and slip my wrist now, honey. It's cool. I mean, this is actually, I'm I'm on like my third rewatch of that show, so huh. I, it's I, I don't know why I find it an odd, like an oddly bingeable. Spoiler show. alert: Donald Duck dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. things happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing that all week. Some somebody at work got the Kingdom Hearts three. He was yeah. all excited. I'm like, spoiler: Donald Duck dies. Like, shut up. I'm like, <laughs> like the hell I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're killing me. I just got that game. So yeah, well, guess what? Donald Duck dies. Oh, ah, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Daffy Duck will be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Carlos, what you drinking, man? Let's see. Today, I'm drinking Terrapin. Uh, drinking their Panama Crunkles Pineapple Papaya IPA. Oh. I got one of those uh, those variety packs. I love those things. Oh, does yeah. it have the Hopsecutioner in I just in like there? to try it. Uh, it does have the Hopsecutioner. I like the Hopsecutioner. Um, the Up High IPA. That's the citrus one. I actually... Um, did uh, this weekend I got a Sweetwater, um, like a variety pack. And ah, a G, it's like, like 12, G13. There's 12 beers in there and 13 IPAs. I haven't IPAs. tried the G13, no. Yeah, there's a, one that's called a G13. It's uh, made with a strand of wheat. I like believe it. Yeah, and it wheat actually like... Strand you, of pop, wheat. Yeah, you, you, literally, you literally crack it open and it just smells like weed. It's crazy. Huh. But it, it's a pretty good beer. So we got... Uh, we we went local this week. I got uh, Bold City Brewery 1901 Roasted Red Ale. So Bold, Bold City is is a is a pretty was actually probably the biggest local brewer in town, I guess, right? Them and Intuition. 
Yeah, I think Bold City is bigger. Both, I think Bold City is a little bit bigger. I've but, been to both of their tasting rooms. I'm pretty sure Bold City is bigger. Yeah, I mean the the interesting. I, I do have an interesting fact about this. So this 1901 Red Ale is is actually named after the Great Fire of 1901. It has a nice smoky flavor too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it's uh, now if, if for those that don't know, Jacksonville was home to the third largest fire in the history of the uh, the United States. Steve and I had nothing to do with it. No, nothing. This was in 1901. We were not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, it Time uh, it, travel, yeah, permits, it, you know. par- it burned down. Uh, it was With like an the, ostrich, allegedly, yeah, it's right behind the Chicago fire and the San Francisco fire, is like the largest in the U.S. and it, it burned 146 city blocks. Apparently, we had 146 city blocks in 1901, uh, apparently, we did, yeah, <laughs> not 1902, well, though. Back then, Jacksonville <laughs> was like the biggest city in Florida, but it still is. Well, the next the actual biggest, like yeah. biggest population, and everything. And the next biggest fire will be when the Jacksonville Jaguars eventually win a Super Bowl. Right? Oh, this yeah, this this whole town's getting burnt oh, to, yeah, the, to a crisp if that happens. There's definitely a riot. If, we're if going full like Woodstock '99 in this one. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what to do with that kind of success here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, dude, I saw an infographic about that today. That was heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's all, with the Super the Bowl all-time wins? win. No, it was all-time win percentage. I was like, ooh man. Oh yeah. no. Do I really want to be next to Tampa Bay? Not really. <laughs> That's a little rough. Oh. Yeah, we oh, started out so good too. It's it's uh, you know the no really actually the second thing was guess who was yeah you guys one. beat the Giants in the first week of the season so yeah no the, well the Giants were pretty close to the top of the list but Carlos guess who was number one uh, in all time yeah, NFL they win percentages they haven't won anything in like the last twenty years so I don't care yeah well it was the Cowboys at the top of the list it sucked it broke my heart it's fucking Cowboys <laughs> so uh, all right so we're gonna <laughs> talk some X wing now. Um, Carlos, you uh, you are doing yeah, a vassal like tournament of some sort, and you played a game last night. We're gonna we're gonna talk it over. We're gonna see see what happened. How'd it go? What happened? I don't even know if you won yet. I'm I'm on pins and needles. Oh well, my so, gosh. Okay. Go ahead. Let's be basic about it. So you're in some sort of online interneting tournament. Yes. Well, again, for starters, before we get started on the expert talk, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to do your thing. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> You're the one the that event. keeps forgetting. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. All right, gentlemen. Dials down. Bottoms, bottoms up. up. Bottoms up. All right. All right. Actually, All right. Time on that so, one, so now I need to get a new one. Basically, um, there's a couple of things going on right now on Bass, which is really Sorry, cool. Um, uh, as if, sure, some people may know, Vassal is the uh, module that lets you play X-Wing on your computer. Um, now there's a, actually a league starting here pretty soon. Uh, I think signups are still open. Uh, so you might be able to get in at the last second. And, uh, the league is tiered sort of like, um, you guys are familiar with European soccer, how they have the different champions leagues or whatever. And you kind of get either relegated down or or up, um, based on tiers, based on your wins and your records. Um, but there's something else going on, which uh, basically somebody started a hyperspace tournament um, right on Vassal, which is cool. Like, basically, you get to play one game a week. Um, so that, you know, one the first week is round one and then round two, et cetera. So it's five rounds with the top eight cut. Uh, I think we have, like, 40-some people. So it's, it's a pretty decent-sized tournament. Good attendance. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get to see, you know, how the meta kind of turns out, uh, which is pretty cool. But it, obviously, it's going to take... What about two or three months? So the points update. Well, <laughs> by the time it's like over, we'll actually hit yeah. in the middle of the turn. There'll be a points update, but um, but uh, yeah, I decided to bring uh the 
I don't know if I talked. I think I talked about it last week. The two X wings and the two Y wings. Um, yeah. Wedge Antilles with Swarm Tactics, Bigs. Uh, I brought Dutch. Uh, I think I talked about that at Nora originally. I brought Dutch um, instead of Nora. And then uh, he had Iron Cannon Tur Veteran Turret Gunner. And then the last guy was still that gold with Selfless Veteran Turret uh, Gunner and Iron Cannon Turret. I actually do think um, I like I like big, I like Dutch in there way better than Nora. It's like Nora's I do too. Doesn't, doesn't yeah well, yeah Dutch is just hyper efficient. I mean yeah. he's 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 got he's he's kind of a staple of Rebel squads at the moment. Uh, I think especially the four the four ship list. Yeah yeah I I, I did find uh, last night in my match uh, I kind of missed that Nora uh, defensive uh, ability though. Yeah. Uh, but the actual fishing was great uh, from Dutch early. Um, I played uh, against Poe um, and three A wings. Uh, huh. so feels like list. we've discussed that. Like <laughs> we have. Yeah, it feels yeah. Like, was yeah. it how, how different from mine was it? <laughs> um, a little different. There was Do no. Tell. I think he had he had Greer, which was actually very hyper. Ham Greer was playing. Oh yeah, okay. uh, Greer. Well, what was it? Greer Sovel. Greer Sovel. Full name is. I think it's yeah, Greer it's the one. I think it's the Initiative Four pilot. Uh, so he, after he executes a maneuver, he can rotate his arc. So yeah. now he gets three actions, basically, more or less, because he can do basically more, most of the time, focus action, boost. Uh, well, he does first the rotate arc to figure out, you know, where he's going to be firing. Mm -hmm. Focus action boost. So um, being able to do the boost and the arc uh, changing is, is huge. Yeah. Um, so that, he was very efficient. Um, and then he had... Just another green, um, and I think he loaded all three of them, uh, two greens, and he uh, loaded them up with trick shot, heroic, and advanced optics. Um, mm. Which I know we talked about this before about heroic. Not uh, how efficient is it? Well, you know he was rolling two dice, and unless he was rolling an exactly a blank and a focus, he was getting two hits almost every time. Yeah, because if it was two blanks, he would re-roll them, and, and if it was anything else, or if he had rolled one hit, it was two hits automatically. Yeah. So very, very consistent damage. Um, I I really thoroughly enjoyed the match. Uh, we went back and forth, uh, so it was a classic. Uh, you know, uh, there was five lead changes. So the first thing was um, I killed one of his A wings, then he kills Bigs, then I got basically. Poe down to two hole, but then he killed my gold, and then he killed Dutch uh, after that, and then I killed Poe, and then all of a sudden it was like two A wings versus Wedge, and Wedge just kind of like I like I mentioned that efficiency, the always rolling two hits, you know, uh, it just whittled me down. I was rolling yeah. pretty hot evades, but you know what I mean. Eventually, it just you know one hit, one hit, one hit, and those the it X wings like, just kind of it feels like Wedge beating. isn't quite the ace you want to have in that situation because it feels like. I don't know. Rolling your three attack against two defend dice after you reduce the A wings, but then like, were they rocking heroic also? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of a challenge. Like that feels like it they're was. also defending well. Yeah, because yeah. heroic is when you reduce them down to two dice. You reduce them down to two, all of a sudden heroic, heroic seems better. Like, <laughs> I'd almost rather have two dice in heroic than three dice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, One of the most noticeable things yeah. was the iron cannon turret and how the uh, ion, you know, basically feature is set up now in 2.0. It is near impossible 
to get an A-wing ionized. It's just, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're always going to take just one of those hits. Yeah. Um, and that means that you just do the damage. Um, so, you know, I was thinking, okay, cool. You know, I have a little bit of control. You know, I have good action efficiency. And I did make two really big mistakes, not to, you know, say anything against the player I played. I mean, he, he flew well enough to to basically beat me. And, and the way the Vassal uh, rounds and the tournaments play out is you play a certain number of rounds. So we play 19 rounds. Yeah. Uh, so technically it's not timed. So the games huh. do end up being a little bit longer. So those kind of uh, matches where you have ships that, that maybe they do a little bit less damage, but they just survive. Mm -hmm. They can just eventually whittle down an opponent. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happened. Uh, what I was, think. Uh, uh, what was Pose kitted out with? So he kind of didn't really, uh, I guess, understand the rules between Daredevil and Pose ability, um, mm -hmm. because that's what he put on Poe. Uh, somebody that was, actually it was the RTO was watching our game, and he had mentioned it right at the beginning he said i'm really sorry but i just have to make sure you understand when when post ability says you know you can do um you can spend a charge to do a white action treating it as red that immediately happens therefore you can't kind of piggyback that on yeah. Daredevil, which also has the same language so it's already a red action yeah and daredevil allows you to do a white uh boost and use the hard turn so therefore it they don't combo in the that second fashion which means that he can only use daredevil as his sole action which yeah. he still did like he did it at least one or two times and he was able uh, to get times to use that yeah i mean if you think about it, you do a bank maneuver and then boost hard turn you're turning you know three times over yeah. so that's that's pretty efficient what else did he have on poe uh heavy laser cannon i believe okay. uh i think that was it I actually think, um, I, after talking about it with Steve, both on the podcast and off it, I actually think Heavy Laser Cannon is going to be on Poe frequently. I think that's the thing that Yeah, it, it's just, the, I mean, for the points, and because he can double reposition, it's... Uh, well, it's so weird to like look at that as being cheap now. You're like, yeah. it's pretty cheap. But like, remember that was the most expensive thing in the game? Yeah, it's just a lot more efficient than the Proton Torpedoes for, um, for the points. Mm -hmm. Just because, yeah, I mean, with Poe, you can line it up where it's... It's a lot of other ships. When if you don't have the double reposition or whatever, it's just too hard to line up. But I think Poe's one of the few ships that can actually make use of it in the bullseye arc like that. So let's. Uh, so you did not win this game. I'm so sorry. You did not win. I did not. No. Like I said, that extended time. Uh, I think if if it were to have been 75 minutes, I think probably where it would have ended was. Wedge killing Poe, and Wedge was full, and I think I had one and a half A-wings left. So it actually would have been really in points. Um, I'm not sure who would have won there. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, um, I made some early mistakes. So very, very first turn of fire, Wedge was out of arc. So I didn't have a shot with Wedge, which is hmm. huge. Obviously, he's a, my biggest uh, offensive weapon. And then on one turn, I didn't know where Poe was going to go. And one of the basically maneuvers was he was going to go towards my Y-Wing, which I felt like I was kind of have it had it set up as a, a way to push him to actually go towards it. 
So I thought that he wouldn't because Wedge would have been right behind him at range one. So I did a different maneuver with Wedge thinking he'd go somewhere else. Nope, he just went right after the Y-Wing. <laughs> Basically did four damage while Wedge was nowhere without a shot. And I just said, oh my God. So I basically had I just like, you know, simplified it and just said, just do it too hard. Well, yeah. we talked about this you know a couple weeks ago. It's like sometimes your opponent does exactly what they should do and what you think they're going to do. Like there's a time where you can always overthink these things and be like, he's going to do something really, really super clever that I'm not seeing. It's like, no, sometimes he's just going to do the thing that you're yeah. going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he was a two hole and it would have been what, four dice versus one. And, you know, there's a good opportunity there to just basically blow him out of the water. Maybe yeah. he does still do damage to that. Y-Wing, but I think I chased Poe for another four or five rounds. Plus, no. even in that so, situation, if you put one into him, all of a sudden his maneuvers are different. You know what I mean? If you put one damage into him, he has to play conservative and not die. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That was the first round of the tournament, right? So, you still got four more weeks? Yeah. Yeah, four more weeks. So, if I lose again next week, I, there's a little to no chance I'd make the cut. So, I don't know how that plays out on this kind of uh, weekly format, because... You know, some people might end up quitting right away. They go, oh, okay, cool, and I'm going to make a cut, so I'm just going to yeah. drop. Uh, but that, that does basically kind of, I'm sure it's just like it is, you know, you basically um, forfeit the, the match or whatever, so the other player wins and they can continue to move on. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I'm, I think I'm going to play it out because I do want to test out this list um, and, and see how it, uh, how it works. Yeah. Now, did you, uh, did you get my joke last night about Vassal? No, no. Guess, oh, 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 you didn't get it. Okay. So last night, Carlos texted me and told me that he was playing on Vassal. And I asked if he was going surfing. And I spelled it with an E because <laughs> surfs are farmers that work on the uh, work on the farms of Vassals. And then he didn't oh. say anything about it. So, you know, I cried a little bit inside. And then <laughs> I told the joke three more times today. No one else got it either. So, Carlos, you're off the hook. Yeah, I think you uh, went a little too medieval there. Oh, yeah, I need to oh, brush up on my oh, Middle Ages uh, history, I guess. Touche, Steve. Touche. <laughs> Way to joust. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so man. I can't believe you didn't get it, man. I, I, you know, I've been watching Game of Thrones too, so you would think yeah. I'm like in that state of mind too. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, what you should watch is Letter Kenny because it was a classic Letter Kenny moment. And I was like, oh, yep. I said Florida State Seminole Vesticles, and nobody laughed. I thought that was genuinely <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'd like to revisit that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so Carlos for both the people out there that have seen Letterkenny and everybody else that should oh yeah the show's fantastic by the way Letterkenny's the yeah. best you have no idea yeah it's a Texas size 10 allegedly <laughs> can confirm <laughs> can confirm um, so Carlos this is all part of uh, I know you're you're kind of doing a thing right now where you're you're keeping track of all your games and you have you're trying to get in what like 100 games before the first hyperspace trial or something like that um, I'm trying to do 100 games before this system oh the uh, system opens open. okay uh, so and that's, that's the Atlanta May. one in, in the end of May. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and basically, I'm trying to very, very simplify it, uh, simplify it much to identifying what was the critical moment, you know. So in every X-Wing match, you know, it's usually that first round of combat, you know. Yeah. Something dies, it's the most powerful piece on the board. All of a sudden now, the game just kind of, you know, falls and that player loses um and you see it a lot in this match for for example there was a lot of back and forth um and i really wanted to 
focus on, you know, not the dice results. Let's imagine the dice results were average, or let's just not even imagine dice results at all, because sometimes they're not fair. Uh, uh, where you could end up losing a match. Um, so what I'm doing is just basically figuring out what kind of lesson am I learning yeah. um, on that match. So for this one, and I try to generalize it, so that's like it's not pertaining to a certain list. Um, so in this one is uh, basically imagine uh, the top two choices for high priority targets. So back to that you know setting of Poe, basically being in a position where I had wedge, I could do a two hard turn in case he goes after the Y wing, um, have a range one shot right behind him, or I can do a K turn, which is what I did in case he turns the other direction uh, because you know, base the, the way the, the match was going is that I was kind of leading him into a trap. Yeah. It's like in case he tries to escape the trap, I K turn, I get a shot. Um, in that situation, you kind of have to think about, well, think that, think a turn ahead. Um, so in that same scenario, I K turned, Wedge didn't have a shot, Poe still was able to shoot the Y, y wing. Even if, uh, Poe was actually got out of that situation. Uh, what actually would have meant for Poe is that he would have gotten himself close to the corner of the board. So had I done a too hard turn and he actually did that escape to get out of Wedge's uh, arc, I would have been able to target lock him, which meant the next turn I could have done a Talon roll, K turn, whatever. Yeah. And caught him in a corner where he had no escape. Now I have a modded shot. Now I have a three dice attack against him as he's trying to get away from the fight. So now I'm back on the chase and I also have a mod. Now, obviously in this situation where it happened, I actually could have killed him. But, you know, even if that scenario was different, there was still a positive outcome had I actually just done a two hard turn. Yeah. So that's something that I want to start identifying. What is the most optimal maneuver even if it might not be the most optimal maneuver this turn. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I've been trying to identify. Yeah, I'm, I know K turns are, K turns are one of those maneuvers that I mean, there's times where they're super obvious, like okay, I have to K turn just to turn around. But there's a lot of times, and there's kind of those weird moments like that where these times where you kind of have to make the decision on doing a K turn in a in a in a moment that isn't just like I need to turn around moment, but is it going to give me better positioning now or later or on the next run than doing like the hard two, for example? And I, I know that's kind of one of those, it's always one of those weird decisions, but, um, and then obviously the action efficiency of it, you know, you're losing your action. So, you know, you have to take all that stuff into account. And I've, I've, I've found at least for myself over the, over the years in a number of different games that um, when you get the K turn right in a, in a, in a, in a, in the non-obvious K-turn situation, it is incredibly powerful. If you get it wrong, it totally screws you. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you always have to. The the big strategic choice of the K-turn is the cost of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of people sometimes don't realize that there are points in the game where the K-turn costs you almost nothing. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, if if the only thing you were going to do with your action that turn is to target lock something that you've already target locked or you won't have a shot on in a minute. Well, what have you really lost with K-Turn? Maybe next turn you have to do a green slash blue turquoise maneuver. Um, but, like, you might have been doing that anyway. Like, there are times when the K-Turn gives you a small advantage, but also costs you virtually nothing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just 
are hesitant to do that because they feel like that stress is a cost when it's not really one. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you were going to do a, a blue next turn anyway, and it puts you in the right spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? People think, tend to use the K turn when they're desperate and it's a high cost maneuver then. Yeah. When they could have done it earlier when it would have cost them nothing. I found that also one of the best moments to use a K turn is um, a lot of times. So when it's when you kind of have like a somewhat obvious like hard turn, like a hard two or something like that, it's a maneuver that you you kind of know your opponent's going to try to block you because it seems like a fairly obvious maneuver. That is like a great time to pull off a K turn because if they try to block a hard two, the K turn is going to put you right behind them and in like in an excellent that's position. That's like, why I like Segnar's loops even better. Like, oh, I love Segnar's loops. Like, if the K turn yeah. is a good maneuver, the Segnar's loop is like it's ten times as good, brother. Yeah, because it's so much more difficult to block. Yeah, like if you have a K turn on there, they know how to block you from doing that. If you have a Segnar's loop, they have a 50-50 chance of blocking you in that, which makes it almost pointless. Yeah, to this, try. the Segnar's loop is actually my probably my favorite, uh, uh, probably my favorite maneuver in the game overall. Just, just because it's. I like the one forward. It's my favorite. The one forward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's what, you play a lot of rebels, don't you? One forward to For victory. me, it's the no. new... Uh, I actually can't remember the last time I played Rebels. <laughs> For me, it's the new white stop maneuver because what? of Lair Organa. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that in a few minutes, I guess. Uh, Is that a segue? Are we segueing into that? No. I, I didn't see Paul Blart go by. Ain't no segues here. We weren't getting into Leia today, I don't think. I mean, we can talk I about mean, her. I thought we were. Oh, wait, no. The crew layer? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about the resistance transport Leia. Oh, is that Is a thing, a too? I, she, I'm not I didn't, lie, I didn't read the article. see her in there as a pilot. I think she's a crew in it. She, well, yeah, she's probably a crew. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She we'll, just do a figurine of Leia, and that's just floating in space. Just floating in space. <laughs> Superman flying <laughs> through space. Just, super, just Supermaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about things we like. Yeah. Good times and happy things. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else uh, you learned from this match or anything else you want to talk about with this uh, with the Vassal tournament? Uh, no, I just uh, I recommend it uh, for sure. Anybody that wants to get good practice against really good players, uh, I mean, you see world's caliber players on there all the time, and I get to play them on a daily basis. Um, what better practice than that? Um, you know, so um, I definitely... Uh, Enjoyed the module and uh, recommended to anybody, especially with the season coming up. So, yeah, and they have it for that. They they do a new. I mean, assuming there's a new, was it a whole different module for 2.0? They they, they kind of no. It's the same. It's the same one. It's actually it's continuously uh, kept up by uh, Muon, uh, who's been basically uh, from day one has been setting it up, and every um, every single. Uh, new, uh, what do I call it? I guess iteration. I guess or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. But um, every time he, yeah, version, yeah, update, etc. There's always a new feature that just it's a, you know, make, makes it so much easier to play. And that's yeah. been the complaint for a lot of people is that it's very, very difficult to learn in the beginning. I yeah. used to have to it, it, when I first started playing on Vassal. You had to grab like the individual little ship, you know, things, and then templates. they were all ze- yeah, all the templates, everything. You had the all the zeros 
on on the ship so it had like a zero attack zero agility zero hull zero shield mm-hmm. you had to like mess with the numbers and the pilot <laughs> skill to make sure you adjusted it to the pilot that you were flying build yeah. a list grab all the cards <laughs> and then like copy and paste it and save it and etc so you can load it up quickly yeah before you even played a match because yeah. if you did all that during a match people would be like i don't want to play with you yeah and this, this is, is gonna a... take like 30 minutes this is on a computer then yeah. Yes. And yeah, now gross. what you can do is you basically you sign on, you you get you know, sign up for a match, and you go to um any of the squad builders and you build your list and you literally copy the link, you press a button, the link loads up all the stuff you need, all the pilots, all the cards, all the tokens, everything. And then you set up your ships and now uh with the newest update, you basically click one button. And not only does it reveal your dial, but it does your maneuver for you. So it's almost brainless now at this point. Like you just basically play X-Wing. You don't have to do anything, but think about, well, I say brainless, but yeah, you still have to do your planning. Obviously. Yeah. The operation part, you still have to do it. Yeah. The (laughs) easy part is completely taken out. Yeah. And I I remember Um, the first time I tried Vassal was probably in that, it was in that early stage where you had to do all that pre-setup work and you had to, you had to like save it. And, and, you know, so that was already, you know, you had a squad, you had to put it together like ahead of time before you try to do a game and all that kind of stuff. And that was like, I tried it like a couple times and I was like, eh, I just, it was too much. And I was like, eh, screw this. So I stopped. And then the last time I tried it was last, last year, I guess. And I could tell, you know, it had been a couple years since I'd messed with it. And it was already like, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, this is way easier than it used to be. And I'm sure it's even better now because I haven't, you know, I kind of messed with it last year and then didn't get it, you know. Didn't really get into it again, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm weird with uh, the online gaming stuff, but I, there's a there's a few benefits. Um, I mentioned the one about playing, you know, good good caliber players on there. Yeah, they're online. Uh, but one of the other benefits is um, a lot of people are testing five resistant A wings right now, and the question is. Do you buy five resistant A wings? You know, so <laughs> yeah, just to try it's it out. kind of a little bit of a you know, uh, you know, expense kind of situation where you spend the money and then learn that the list is crap and then all of a sudden never fly it again. And now I have five A wings that I'm never going to use, yeah, which is I did, I did it a lot early on. I have four crafts fighters for some reason because <laughs> I think five of those should still be good, yeah, yeah. I think I have like seven uh, uh, Z95s. Oh, I've yeah. never flown a seven seven Z95 list. Yeah, I lost I track have. of. <laughs> oh, I did fly a. I flew five Z95s and eaten a bot. One Bentley time. played eight at a regional and Bentley played all, just eight. At I a believe regional. he made the cut. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So nice. <laughs> that was like a that was a, like a ninety six person regional too back in the day. Yeah, that was a, a, the Atlanta regional I think. In, yeah. At Wasteland, 20, when Wasteland was still around. That was the 2014 one, because that was the one I didn't go to. You did not go to that one? No. No. So. I played Han and Tarn Meissen. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what? Dude, I was like two spots away from making the cut. Dude, I love Tarn Meissen. Tarn Meissen back in the I day was list. rad. But I flew the exact same like flight pattern every single game. I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Tarn Meissen was just super fun, man. He's fun to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun re- making people re-roll their, their natty hits there was some r2 astromech that was good on him too yeah it was the one that gave you a uh or it's, yeah the r2 it was the astromech that gave you the reroll. so it's like 
Because his, his Tarn's ability is that as soon as somebody targeted him, he got a target lock on them. And then you can spend the target lock. And then you spend the target lock them. To, <laughs> then you spend the target lock to make them re-roll their so attack every dice. every time somebody shot it, you get to re-roll all their dice. That's what it was. Yeah, so it's like, that list. it's like, hey, the take, is Tarn Meissen in 2.0? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah, fart knocker. Yeah, I don't think there's even anything that has his ability. But uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I actually missed Tyron Meissen. He was he was he was one of those he was like the one X Wing that even later on in one in, in that I kind of thought about playing every once in a while. Like cause he was cheap enough that you could actually well, yeah, stick him in a list. Like, no matter how good or bad your ability was, it was always tied to your point cost. Like yeah. 95% of the time. Like Brian Rivers, like the one time it wasn't that way. Yeah. But it's like so it's like being a three pilot skill character with a good ability was like the greatest thing ever. Like, yeah, there was like no. Three it's like literally, skill. I'm a rookie X wing and I paid one point for this ability that just pisses people off constantly. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I do, I just love taking like people's natty natty hits, like three hit. Oh, here's three two hits and a crit or something like that, and like yeah, you're gonna re-roll that, and then you can't re-roll it with your target lock because they've been re-rolled already. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was just, fun. That was just fun. It's <coughs> his self. All right, so, I mean, Carlos, you'll get him next time. So you have another game coming up this week? <laughs> oh, I have to wait until all the other matches are done, and then we'll we'll do uh, uh, round two. All right, uh, so we'll, let you, we'll be following let you that. How that goes. All right. Every week, we'll make you tell us whether you won or lost. <laughs> yeah. <Probably> lost. <laughs> mm. so all right, Carlos, tell us what happened. Uh, <laughs> um, so we want to talk about, uh, let's do a little squad building. We like we like squad building around here, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. So, um, so I got a little first order. So we so we, we talked about the quick build party that we did on Sunday, which um, the wave two quick build party, which is you know it was a fun little event. We had one up here at Cool Stuff. Carlos, did you have one down in your neck of the woods? Are you guys gonna have one? Or? Uh, we're we're doing uh, the way our league's set up is so we have league nights on Mondays, uh, okay, and we're doing a quick build. Basically, uh, as the 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 league monthly fee, you get the league cards, and then you can get the challenges and and do the the thing, the objectives. Yeah. Okay. Um. So our quick build is part of our just casual night, right. and then we're gonna do the two tournaments. That's a good system. I like yeah. that. So uh, so I did the quick build party, and I just. I was running it, and like I, as I kind of happen, tend to do when I'm running tournaments, I kind of threw something together. <laughs> I didn't really think about what I was gonna play. You built it quickly. Uh, yeah, I I, I went with the, the quick idea. So um, I ended up putting just like Petty Officer Thanison and uh, Scorch and Recoil together into uh, their quick build cards. Um, it was a pretty simple, basic little list, but it kind of it fit together. So. I actually, you know, played it and and I kind of enjoyed it. Um, the the version of Thanison that it that the quick build had was it was just uh, Thanison with uh, Captain Phasma, um, and that interaction was was pretty good. I mean, it's it's not completely optimal. So so Thanison's ability is that uh, during the activation or engagement phase, after a ship in your front arc at range zero to two gains a stress token you may spend one charge if you do that ship gains one tractor token so that obviously goes with phasma's ability which hands out stress to any enemy ship at range zero to one of her at the end of the engagement phase so the issue is that the tractor token isn't going to help you as far as getting that negative uh evade dice 
Um, but it is going to let you reposition small ships um, in the end phase. So, you know, you kind of get to the end phase of the of the turn and you're like, OK, so you're, here's a stress. You're in my arc. You're going to get tractored. I'm going to put you on this rock now or or in front of a rock or something like that. So now you have to suddenly deal with it in your planning phase, um, which is just nice to be able to set off like that. Plus, his ability can go off any other time stress shows up. So if anybody is dumb enough to, to K-turn anywhere near him or or if they, um, you know, use like a, a linked action or uh, one of the um, like auto thrusters type abilities, anything that kind of gives those multiple those multiple actions, um, it sets him off, which which is kind of a fun. Uh, this is a good interaction. <clears throat> so um, I decided to kind of work with that. So I got Petty Officer Thanison in here. I got Phasma on him. I went ahead and added Pattern Analyzer and Collision Detector. Um, pattern Analyzer because it's going to allow him to just constantly do um, or more easily keep up uh, with being able to do like his actions, coordinates and stuff like that. So he can do a stop maneuver, but still get a coordinate off or take a focus or a target lock or whatever he needs to accomplish without just kind of crapping out. Um, and then the collision detector, just because this is a three ship list list and one of the ships is an F is an FO. So trying the, the shuttle really needs to pull its weight and it needs to be able to get into the fight. So the collision detector is just going to allow me to run over those rocks when I need to, to keep my arc kind of pointed at something. Um, so anyways, that's Thanison. Um, the other ship in here is Kylo Ren. So I got Kylo with uh, hate and advanced optics. Um, kind of the idea behind this being that you take a focus action and you're kind of using the focus action essentially as your target lock. And uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's more versatile because it can be used for defense or whatever else you need to maybe use it for. Uh, but with advanced optics, you can use it to turn a blank into a hit. And then Kylo has his force tokens. He's got three of them on there that, you know, regenerate once around. And then hate is going to give him more of those tokens back. So if he gets shot at, takes any damage, he's going to get tokens back. And he can kind of keep those up. He can spend them pretty freely throughout the game um, and, uh, and kind of keep them, keep them rolling. So, um, so I just like, you know, Kylo. obviously Kylo has his ability. Um, I don't, I, I, Kylo's ability is good. I still don't think it's uh it's not nearly as good as the as it used to be just because the the pilot crits aren't nearly as good as they used to be i mean you don't have that that blinded pilot trick um that, that was just freaking incredible in the end of 1.0 but i always say about the the damage decks keep getting more consistently bad but less swingy yeah i mean blinded pilot was so hugely swingy. oh it was hugely swingy yeah i was actually surprised that it kind of survived into the Force Awakens damage deck. <laughs> the Force Awakens but, one wasn't so bad because it was just your next opportunity to shoot whether yeah. you're a target or not. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, so they adjusted it a little bit. But anyways, um, predictive, or uh, what's it not predictive shot, but the uh, uh, panicked pilot um, is going to be a good one for him to be able to hand out, especially with Thanison in there because it's just more stress flying around the table and more opportunities for Thanison to set off his ability. Um so then the last ship in this is Muse, the TIEFO. Um, and so Muse's ability is that uh, at the beginning of the engagement phase, um, you may choose a friendly ship at range zero to one. If you do, that ship removes one stress token. Um, so Muse 
can be used a few different ways. One can, you know, you can follow around Kylo and take away his stress that he gets from using auto thrusters. Or two, you can follow around Thanison and really make sure that Thanison is always able to get an action um, because you can, and also I mean, you can do things like stopping multiple times in a row and um, being able to do your hard turns, your, your hard ones with, with impunity. Um, so there's, there's a lot of really good benefits to having Muse in there for, for Thanison. And that's probably where Muse will end up is kind of hanging out with Thanison for the most part and letting, uh, letting Kylo kind of roam around and be more of the, the, uh, the, the freelancer. So, um, and then I have a squad leader on Muse. So squad leader is obviously giving Muse the, uh, the coordinate, the red coordinate action. Um, I'm not sure about this upgrade. This is one that I might actually change out or take take off of Muse and maybe give something else to somebody else. But um, it's there for right now. I'm going to see how that goes. That that may be something that changes. Um, but it could be could be useful. And squad leader is only six points on Muse as opposed because Muse is only like a power skill two. So whereas you know I think squad leader gets up to something like. Was it 14 points now if you put it on like a pile skill six or something? So, and you can't do the null thing anymore. So that's, that's, that's no longer a thing, but so, uh, what do you think? I mean, man, what I love about this list, the biggest thing I love about this list that's built off of the idea of using the quick builds and the quick build events and the quick build cards is an inspiration to start with. Yeah, I think that's an important part of 2.0 where they've given some thought to like where lists need to come from because I think 1.0 they didn't so much think about where lists came from and what where lists came from was this is broken with this therefore that's my list yeah whereas these are a little more it's a thing I've always thought about from like collectible games from the beginning of time, right? They have to strike sort of a balance between either saying, here's the entire list. We've given you all the pieces to put this thing together. Or here's like a freeform bunch of garbage. Make something happen, right? And there's a happy medium in between there where they say, you know, we've given these factions some identity. We've given these pieces some roles. And you sort of have to balance what pieces you need in there to, to cover all your bases and get the roles doing, do a fully functioning thing you know an engine a build an army a deck whatever the heck you call it in that game right and there's a happy balance and i really like what the quick builds have done to sort of show that they've given some thought to what role each fighter is supposed to have you know what each piece is supposed to do in the overall whole and i think this sort of shows that without having like a fully optimized list because like you said there's some things in here like the squad leader, I'm not sure you have all the actions on that action bar that you want to be able to squad leader, right? I think it's cool that you have, you know, Phasma on there, not being sure that you're always going to get to use it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not brainless. It's not like there's one flight path, yeah. but you have options and tools to handle things. Yeah, and that's always, that's for me, that's always been a huge part of list building is that I like I like having tools, and, and you kind of have to give yourself as as many tools as you can to deal with whatever might be out there in the meta at the moment. Well, I especially like this list too. Another thing that I think is important about this is building a list with some subtlety, right? Like if you build, I'm going to go back to my old whipping boy that I'll always go to, even though I never had to play against it. And even though I'm sure it's terrible, 
like when you fly against Nim and you see a pattern and a trajectory simulator on there, you kind of know what Nim's going to do, right? Yeah. Like with this one, it's it's not that your abilities in here are weak or incoherent, but like when I look at this list, I don't immediately be like, well, he's going to fly this guy up the gut and attempt to drop a bomb in my face yeah. every single turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's subtlety to it where it's like, well, he might do this if I go here, but he might do this if I go here, and I have to think about how he might fly this thing as opposed to knowing exactly how he's going to fly it. Yeah. And I think that's an advantage that people underestimate. Yeah, for sure. And that's we're going to talk about that a little bit in the second half, um, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's and that's something that I mean, I guess that it's just kind of a thing I've I've always tried to do with my list building is, as like I said, I like having tools for the job, and I like being versatile, and I like being able to change my game plan up on a game to game basis. Like I don't like sitting down at a table and setting up my ships in the exact same pattern that I've done every single game the entire day. I think like first of all, people catch on to that kind of stuff. You know, like people people see that. And especially if you're winning and you're up near the top tables and stuff, you know, people are seeing what, what you're doing, you know, they're going to stop by, they, they stop by and they look at your games and they, and they, and they glance around and they, they try to see what's going on. So, you know, eventually people figure out exactly what it is that you're doing. If you're doing the same thing every game. Oh, we so. had a guy down here that used to play the outrider all the time and he would always start every single game with a five forward. <laughs> yeah, you go directly to the middle of the table with the outrider every single game. And I remember playing against him one time, not having played against him in years. Team. And Travis is like, by the way, he just always does a five the first turn. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna assume that he's gonna do exactly what he always does, and it was just like magic knowing exactly where he was gonna go and just blasting him. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that was that, when you when you kind of telegraph yourself like that. As I just always think that's a bad thing and. You know, I know something. This a lot of lists you just kind of have to fly in a certain way, and and you have to set up in a certain way. And I've just never enjoyed doing that. It's part of the reason I've never really flown tie swarms, and and like I've never. There's only so many places seven ties fit on a board. Yeah, and I've never really liked like the like the four ship rebel builds. Like I know Carlos, yeah, uh, you really like them, but I don't like setting up in a square. He used to. <laughs> yeah, he he used to. Hey, Carlos, you still there? I think we lost the Carlos. Hmm. All right. Well, that sounds like a signal of we're well, going to take a break and do the Sorry, second I'm half here. here in a few minutes. Okay. Oh, hey, we got Carlos back. Yay! <laughs> um, cool difficulties. So what were we talking about there? What were we were talking about, there? well, I was going to segue into we're going to do in the second half, but I think we're going to save that and we're going to do, let's talk about some news real quick. Now, we don't want to do like news all the time. We're not going to like dwell on this sort of stuff. We're not even. But hold on, hold on. I want to get oh. Carlos's thoughts yeah, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Carlos, the I list. wanted to talk about the, this list a little bit. Um, I was sorry. I was messing around in the background here. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to. Um, oh, that important to you. I see how it is. <laughs> no. Um, have you guys hear uh, like crazed mouse clicks back here trying to <laughs> decipher this list and change things around because i like the archetype so i like the silencer tifo um muse specifically uh that's one of the things that i really do like about this list it I, amuses I forgot you? that ability <laughs> it does yeah um but that that ability uh i remember there being a tifo and and 1.0 that had that similar ability i'm not sure if it was the same name or not uh no it was um, youngster wasn't it no, no, the youngster was, the the youngster was a tie was. fighter. Was the one that yeah. everybody got to use their pilot skill, their ETs. their talent slot. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and the Upsilon, uh, of course. Uh, we, we talked about the Upsilon a little bit. I think Muse um, is one of those ones that had a generic-ass name. It's like, uh, you know, Black TIE Fighter, third from the left. Yeah, because the way they named the, the TIEFOS in, the, uh, in 1.0 was, like, so was it like they couldn't. They didn't have a license yet. They couldn't reveal things yet. So <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what it was. This is a pilot of a ship that this we is, named. There was, like, there was, like, three things. There was, like, Zeta Squadron Ace, Zeta Squadron Leader. Zeta, like, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it that's was, what it was. Yeah, yeah. it was one of those Ace was, like, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, leaders. yeah. Um, so I switched to get uh, Kylo Ren his coffee. <laughs> yeah, I switched some things around. Uh, so sorry to break your heart there, Steven. Oh, you're but, fine. Do whatever um, you want. I, like, like I said, I I do like that general setup with um, Kylo specifically. Um, I think that he needs to be explored a little bit more. Um, Muse, I like Muse. I wanted to switch out the Upsilon to Tavson. Um, mm -hmm. So some I, I went back and forth on that. Yeah. Uh, some of our reasons behind that. So, uh, Muse. Uh, Muse is a pilot skill two, or sorry, initiative two. Tapson is initiative three. Therefore, if you you can move Muse after Tapson has already done his maneuver. Oh, I'm sorry, before. Yeah. Um, so you can clear the stress, which means that you can more or less, if you can game it. Uh, you can do at least two turns of uh, red stop, yeah. um, which basically kind of holds you in place, uh, keep things in front of you. Um, so what I did is put Tavson, put advanced sensors on him, and then I put Captain Phasma on him. So the reasoning being, it's one of those things where you don't want to be in front, far in front of Tavson because he's going to shoot at you. But if you come close to him, He's gonna stress you, um, and obviously, if they too they do go after Tavson, then you can do that um, trick where, hopefully, if you're not, you're not doing a red maneuver, you can do his ability, which gives you an extra action, uh, which should almost always be reinforced because they're gonna yeah. keep shooting at you. Um, so I do like about that little uh, combination of abilities, uh, and then Muse in general, that ability with Kylo Ren, I swapped out. Uh, advanced optics for pattern analyzer. Uh -huh. um, so again, you can do red maneuvers and still do an action, uh, which is really useful. And then also Muse can maybe come in on the following turn, clear that stress, and now Kylo has an open dial again instead of having to do a green maneuver. Yeah. Um, so that basically kind of opens up his dial a little bit more for that following turn after he does a red maneuver if he has to do um, any of the turnarounds. So that's kind of what I played around with. Uh, right now I'm at like 192, and, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I should go for the bid or not, especially with Kylo, a lot of competition at Initiative 5, or if we should add a couple more things. Uh, yeah, but I do I, like that basis of Kylo, Muse, um, and then an and Upsilon. Upsilon of some sort, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play with this one a little and bit. And Phasma. Phasma uh, specifically. I think, yeah, uh, I the, really the, like the funny ability. thing is that, you know, Mara Jade was like never really quite good enough in 1.0. But I think the whole power curve has come down to the point where Phasma is actually good. It's the exact same ability, but but I think Phasma is actually pretty good right now. Like you know, playing it in that quick build tournament, you know, things were I was stressing things left and right, and just like I played one match uh, against uh, a triple X wing list, and just the fact that those X wings couldn't couldn't K turn once they got close to uh, Thanison um, was fantastic. You know, it's like okay, so that turn where the X wings are obviously going to K turn, they can't. So, 
you know, that was a that was just a really important thing to have. I Can think. you hover over Phasma for me real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, at the end of the engagement phase, engagement phase, phase, each enemy ship at range zero to one does not stress gains one stress token. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, there is not a lot of double stress you know stuff uh in 2.0 yeah um, so i think in general one stress is bad <laughs> yeah um so the ability to do that and like i mentioned that kind of set up so obviously a lot of theory uh going in there but i just imagine a situation where tapson just sits there and goes come at me or don't you know go after mm. the ace kylo or try to kill muse uh, but if it just stays back there and just continues to shoot, but if they dr- if he draws fire, then Captain Phasma uh, creates that you know situation where they get stressed. Kylo Ren all of a sudden is able to flank a lot better. Yeah. Um, and things get bad. Yeah. Well, with with Phasma, and this is why I, I, I'll tell you what I kind of like about Thanison. Um, with Phas- Phasma and Thanison together, it makes the ups on a really unfun thing to go near. Because uh, if you start, if you point at that thing, you, you know you're gonna you're gonna get get stressed. You're gonna get tossed around the board with that tractor beam token. Like I, you know, I was I was putting people on rocks or putting them in front of rocks so that like on the next turn they basically had to fly through them. You know, there was there was all sorts of things that was happening there with with Thanison that were really good. And the reason you know I like Muse in here because I mean. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like you could pretty much just literally sit in one place. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not here to, uh, you know, advocate for fortressing, but these two can sit in one place on those stop maneuvers all day long. I don't think that. I mean, that's a cycle that doesn't end. Um, I'll have to take a look at the. Well, because fortress, well, um, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, it's fortressing, but and like obviously, there's there are fortressing rules. I'm not like I said, I'm not advocating for fortressing, but no, of course not. There's there's times where you can, there's especially the upsilon, just because of the maneuverability factor on it. Now, Muse, I think, fixes a lot of that because uh, and I, I really think Muse is going to be hanging out with with Thanison. That's kind of my plan, or I think what makes the most sense, because all of a sudden you can do the hard ones at will. Um, and that's kind of where the pattern analyzer comes in to play. And the reason I did pattern analyzer instead of advanced sensors is because I wanted collision detector. It's the cost. It, yeah, it's a cost thing. So, you know, I think being able to being able to go over the rocks, being able to utilize your hard ones, like in this, you really have to maximize the two damage dealing ships you have, which are Kylo and the Upsilon. So giving yourself as many opportunities to be able to fire with the shuttle is huge. So that's, I think the shuttle too wants to live in the asteroid field. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It wants, it wants to be in the middle of a bunch of rocks to make that tractor yeah. beam as just brutal as, Oh it yeah. Can. It's like, come at me. It's like, I'm going to sit in the rocks and well, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to approach it from the side and have to fly close to rocks and dodge in between it and try to get around a large base ship and rocks that yeah. can maneuver you back into the rocks. A, a large base ship that can do You're a hard that, that can do a hard one on top of an asteroid and not care and shoot oh, you in yeah. the face. I mean it's it's I, I, I to me I, at least that's what I liked about this whole combo the way I have it at the moment. And I gotta play some games with it and see. Um and I could you know I may easily end up changing some stuff. Honestly like I said the thing that I'm kind of most like I have it in here at the moment with squad leader 
I, I don't know that I, I, I don't know if that's going to be the right thing. Um, I think it could be okay. I mean, the problem is, I think, well, and this is where the initiative thing comes into play with Thanison, between Thanison and Tapson. Like, Tapson, you know, Muse, you know, Muse is going to clear that stress during the engagement phase and then move and be able to coordinate with squad leader before Tapson does, um, but would have to do it after Thanison. So the stress comes into play at different points. So it's, you wouldn't be able to, you might not be able to coordinate Thanison where you would be able to coordinate Tapson because he hasn't done that, that, uh, that red maneuver, red yet. maneuver. Yeah. So that that's where another, it, I, I read the I read it uh, wrong initially. I see now that it's at the start of engagement. I thought it was uh, when he after he maneuvered. Um, yeah. So um, even though it's I not read a, it wrong, it's not it an action or anything. It I mean, they can just bump like Muse could just bump into the back of uh, Sanderson so, all day long, and they can just exactly. Sit there. So I looked it up, and so the criteria. Uh, I, actually, Joe, do you even know about this? Have you heard about it, the? Is that a Florida man learns rules. about fortressing? Yeah, no, no, no. I, you know, I remember reading this somewhere. Um, so fortressing in the tournament rules is a conduct violation now, um, and it's determined by the uh, marshal. It says the criteria in the game state for fortressing, uh, fortressing are as follows. Uh, due to the maneuvers uh, that a player has selected, all of that player's ships, all, most importantly, uh, have overlapped one another in such a manner that none have changed positions on the board for two or more consecutive rounds. So you're telling me that if you have Kylo just kind of floating out there and just the doing his AC things, fart around to their, uh, then yeah, you can the just have Muse bump into the back yeah. of Tafson, for example, or Thanison infinitely. Yeah, technically, because Kylo's moving around, it it doesn't technically. I mean, that situation, but that's like, a that's a to like thing. Whole, your whole list just fights. <laughs> Kylo, wherever Kylo happens to be at. I mean, well, the yeah, thing is, is that you're only doing that if it's beneficial. You know what right. I mean? Like, obviously, Tavson, uh, the, the Upsilon, is going to move if it's more beneficial to move because you, yeah. you want that four dice attack. Uh, you're not doing any yourself any favors if you're just stalling yeah. for no attack whatsoever. Yeah, and, so. like, I've, and I've never, like... I've never been like I've I've never been a I've always been a very forward momentum player in X Wing like I I've always I, I don't like sitting in one place I don't like self bumping and that kind of stuff, it's not something I normally would do. So it's to me like it's not the first thing that crosses my mind to do with this list. Where I see the versatility in it though is is with the upsilon itself. In order to just keep that arc firing, there's times where you need to be able to stop, and you need to be able to do like a hard one turn and this muse and Thanison together can do that. So um, you can, you can stop one turn do a, and do a hard one the next turn with this, with them together. And you're still getting all your actions. So. Oh, Tafson sounds so much better with muse. I'm not going to lie uh, with stripping that, that stress at the engagement phase. Yeah. Basically you can do a red maneuver and it still opens up his ability to yeah. use those charge tokens. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally does. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not disagreeing. I, I just from the quick build and actually playing Thanison, I, being able to throw people around on, and, and and screw up their flight patterns was pretty fun, and it, I think it, it was a pretty good, it was a thing that people didn't really see coming, and it was hard to avoid because it's you know it's it's up to two range in the in the front arc of that thing, which is a pretty big area, 
Um, Did I hear a yawn from Joe? Smack yeah. him, please. <laughs> Give me another beer. Smack him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a pretty, it's a pretty good sized area of, of effect that you can hit. And um, so anyways, that, that, I just enjoyed that part of it. Um, and, uh, but any, you know, I, I I'm going to try it out. Maybe I'll play it and be like, nah, I should, I should drink Tavson. So, <laughs> but you know, I got, I, I have my, you know, I got to try, I got to try things out in order to, to get the feel for it. So I love this. No, I, I really do. Uh, I think I like this archetype, uh, especially with Muse. I, I just haven't looked at that. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the problems that a lot of people just have not looked at the 20 different FO uh, pilots. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, so there is like a stupid number of them. Too. Yeah. Like, and, and the same reason, like the two, the two newer factions got like unique pilots out the wazoo. Yeah. That's what we were talking about last week. It's like the resistance bomber has like six unique pilots. I don't think there was like six. So, I don't think there's six resistance bombers shown in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's, there's like literally so, like five of them in the movie and they have six yeah. unique pilots somehow. You're like, yeah. shit. I thought about this and it, it, it makes a little bit of sense, right? So if you okay. have four ships, then, yeah. you know, if you just have like a couple of, you know, unique pilots, then all your, all your lists are going to be the same. Um, so I think that's what they did. It just kind of went very, very heavy on the factions that have a little bit of ships to just have a ton of different pilots creating diversity in a small pool. Uh, so I think that's the reason for that. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you that for game balance reasons, but like literally how many of these did they have to make up? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's every single resistance bomber is made up by FFG. I don't think any of them get names. I don't think that's like even like a thing. I think you one. Know the- isn't the like hardest, Rose's like sister one of them? The she wasn't even. Thing, she page, wasn't even the page, pilot. She was like the bombardier. Yeah, yeah, Paige right? Feiko. Yeah. Well, I don't think she was the pilot. I think she was the bombardier. But um, she has a bombardier kind of. She, well, she had to go uh, back. Bombardier. No, she was the gunner. She's a gunner, right? She was a gunner because yeah. she was in her little gunner pod, and the pilot and the bomber died, and she had to climb uh, up there and, and get and, and see, get that's the, thematic. So my so the my button. game plan is I'm gonna play this ship where the pilot's already dead and random numpties taking over the controls. Yes, this is not really. There was well. no controls. There was no controls. This thing was just floating. Yeah, there's no quality control. Yeah, there's no quality control. <laughs> <laughs> this got through me. This is and this is where I get into my argument about trajectory simulators by the way because here we go hijack this conversation so freaking trajectory simulator so like they put these in the, you know these things came with the <laughs> the star fortress or whatever i know they added them in you know, they were in the conversion kits in 2.0 but they, they came in the star, in the star fortress pack based on the whole scene you know whatever here's the star fortress thing it's a bomber it does bomb things here's a bomb Whatever. Yes, to upgrade. drop bombs in space, we need to pretend yeah, yeah. down is a thing. Yeah, well, they're gravity bombs. Uh, whatever. Gravity what? Gravity bombs. Magnetic. Bombs. Bombs. Or oh, magnetic. Gotcha. They were magnetic. I thought you said gravity bongs. Gravity yeah. bong. Yeah, those yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. They kind of well, look like it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they so, have a little thing on the side. You could. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyways. So, anyways. That's for if, our other show. So, if trajectory, <laughs> Wait, show? If trajectory simulators existed. <laughs> up all night. If they actually existed in Star Wars, why? Like, that entire scene becomes far less dramatic because all those you bombers, aim them that way. all those bombers don't have to get destroyed in order to get one right over the middle. Aim them forward. Like aim so. them. Do the throw them out by <laughs> forward. Why are we floating? Why are we floating into a battle zone? It's like literally one of the thought like, just launch yeah, these things. Down, you just go forward. Like it's like, obvious. <laughs> like Steven, it's obvious. What? It was the trajectory simulators were too expensive. So oh, they were too expensive. Too expensive to go with the ship they came with. You don't know what comes with that. You don't have one. 
<laughs> I don't. Yeah, like you're just taking other people's word for no, it. No, I, I do have a trajectory simulator now. <laughs> I have everything. But you don't have a Star Fortress, I, so I can't play with it. I don't have the actual ship, no. I mean, I can play trajectory Bill, simulator and other junk, but I never will, So, so because fuck that. You just, wait, what was that? I will never play trajectory simulator. I will no. never play that upgrade in I my life. I swear to God, I thought you said trajectory simulator in my job. And I didn't feel bad. <laughs> I know, I know you will, and, and you don't, and you should feel bad though, about no. it. Shame, Carlos. Shame. No, no I don't care. I mean, you. It can, got you, done to me so much at the end of 1.0 that yeah. I just said, "Wait, you telling me I can fly a Punisher, and I'd have a medalist? I'm doing it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I I just preferred to like consistently play lists that like weren't actually very like the uh, like trajectory simulator is probably gonna kick my ass. I'm just going to play the list that I want to play and I don't give a shit. And if I run into it, I run into it and see what happens. But like, and I, and I won some of those games, not many because I was playing AC, AC stuff that just, you know, kind of took it in the face from the trajectory simulators. But, you know, I didn't care. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going to play that stuff or stuff that was good against it. Cause I didn't like any of it, but that's me. Hey, I did make it to the final table at a regional kind of doing my own thing. So I was happy about that. You only made the final table because I ran Ezra over a debris cloud with one hole. You create your pants, which was hilarious. <laughs> For no reason. Was, we yeah, I don't even, even know why you did like it. shooting at yeah. that turn. Like, yeah, I didn't just done a two bank and then a two yeah, hard. I didn't even know why you did it. it. I remember you ran, you ran over the thing and I was like, I was like, oh, here comes the moment. Here comes the moment. Wait, yeah. wait. When was that regional? Was that the that was, was in March? Last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know why you ran over that debris cloud then. Why? Weren't we doing Jameson shots over at the sports bar? Were you no. there for that, Carlos? Uh, you weren't. I wasn't there for that. I took. I had no. a beer, but that no. was yeah. Like we were, we were definitely doing shots. Yeah, no, I was I definitely wasn't. sober, but I was also very tired. So yeah, I it was, was getting. Just, it was late at that point because that was, was the top late. four round, right? When it was like, I was running on adrenaline. It was about point. midnight. We started those early in the day. That was before yeah. lunch. I had a beer at lunch, but that was it. I had a drink. Uh, I think at one of those. Travis definitely was doing shots. Oh, there. Travis might have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I think Travis was already out of the cut by that point. He possible. I don't think his. Day oh, was I know what I did. Um, I final salvoed on the last round of Swiss with um, Sam Tully. Oh, with Tally, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tally. Sorry, Sam Tully. Um, and. We basically, yeah, final salvo and went to the bar next door. Yeah, because <laughs> we were both undefeated. We we're well, like, we're both going to make it. It was St. Patty's cut. Day. It was, yeah, it was, that was the That's what it was. Thing. Yeah, it was St. Patty's yeah. Day. And like everybody was like yeah. kind of itching to go drink in the. <laughs> yeah, he had a bunch of friends in town. So he yeah. was just like, oh, I think he left the cut. Like, he yeah, he did. He dropped. He played. He dropped. He dropped. So he just dropped. Yeah, he just dropped the top four. And then I'm going to go like, hang out with my go friends. Yeah. But we're your friends. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that yeah, that was a that was a fun tournament though. But yeah, that that, that was for me. That I just match, did commentary. <laughs> that match was funny because I think we were both like kind of just yoloing the shit out of that match. Like I know I definitely th- flew that match differently than I would have if I like was being super serious. So I kind of like I mean I was just throwing I was just like diving in there like let's see what happens and and I, just, I was gonna lose the final anyways so it was okay for me oh well, yeah top and, out of the top four yeah and I pretty much was going to because it was it was Nim Miranda shenanigans but shenanigans shenanigans so anyhow uh, <laughs> all right well we're gonna take a quick break here we're gonna get some uh, Florida news visit the old news desk yeah we are all right so we have we have a game we're gonna play after the break though. It's going to be called, Joe, What the Hell's Wrong With You? 
Uh, yeah. During the break, like sight unseen, like, I actually topic. haven't used the uh, the X Wing 2.0 list building app yet. So I'm gonna build a list over the break, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Carlos and Steve are gonna tell me what the what. We're just what gonna I've be. We're gonna wrong. be fucking merciless. I mean, maybe uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll like, see. This is really like I, I'm almost doing this. It's not. I know I'll be. But. It's not quite a troll because, like, I I actually am gonna try. He's gonna try. He's gonna. But try. this is gonna end terrible. This is the whole gonna, basis. This is the whole basis. Well, of the I mean, we're just yeah. trying to teach the Florida man how to. Listen, listen. Yeah. Some of us are fifthly <laughs> casuals. Actually, you know what I was telling Travis this, this week, by the way. What was uh? Here's my. I don't know if it's my goal or just my random stat from 2.0. I have not yet played as many 2.0 games as I have done podcasts about it. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to continue that trend. I think that's going to win. Have played, yeah. This is our fourth episode. I've played three games of 2.0. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Two and a half. <laughs> Which makes me up. a complete expert and everyone should do what yeah. I say. I like how you're doing that and I'm like here going like, I'm going to... I'm going to get 100, 100 games, games in. Yeah. Carlos is getting 100 <laughs> games in by by the end of May. Carlos, are you going with us to the... Uh... Yeah. Okay, is, is he open? staying in our oh, room? Yeah, this is open. No, they, they oh, got I got, their, I got my own room. Yeah, the Melbourne yeah, guy's got a room. Oh, there's no Just Friends spooning? Well, we, we, we got well, we had we'll too many people. Oh, we'll be plenty of spooning. Oh, yeah. okay. We had too many people. We were going to we were gonna do one room. How many people do you have in the room? Well, you guys, you've got like two other people coming with you, right, Carlos? Yeah, it was four at first. Uh, one of them, yeah. unfortunately, had to drop out for other things. But okay, um, yeah, it's three of us now. How many now. people do we have? Well, we've got me, you, Carla, or uh, Gage, Travis, um, possibly Peyton. Because um, oh, he might just go to Momocon. Yeah, he just he said he might just because it's, it's an well, anime. He can play Keyforge too. Yeah, he can play Keyforge and stuff. Yeah. He just he might just come to hang out for the weekend. <laughs> I don't know um, if I told you this yet, but some of the Destiny people might stay in a room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we might no, straight, I know. That's we what I'm saying. We might straight drag this up to Yeah, like, to Carlos was like, well, he, I remember you told me, like, a month or two ago, you're like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, two or three other people that are going to come. I'm like, yeah, you should probably get your own room then. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we're gonna, we're quickly approaching, like, seven people. We got, a, we got a room at the Westin for a pretty decent price. Yeah, the Westin's not Hey, the Westin's got a lot of floor space, trust yeah, me. Yeah, the Westin rooms are pretty big. We have that's a lot where of Tra- that's where Travis is staying. For we have a lot of hotel experience with downtown Atlanta because of the what is it now? How many years have you been going to Dragon Con now? Have you lost track? Uh, no, no, I was 18, I'm 30, uh, 17 years. 17? Okay, so I'm at like third. No, I'm no, not. You're only two behind me. You're I'm like only, 15. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm not. God, I lost track. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Steve's old, kids. Yeah, can't so remember shit. Can't remember shit. Too much drinking at Dragon Con. Um, Ooh, this might work out really well. Uh, Wait, you're going so, to Dragon Con? Is that what you're telling us? Well, this is like a first should, on the show? You should do that. <gasps> Actually, we may have to make you Carlos, do that. Carlos, I'm so happy for you. Just to talk about it on the podcast. It's the weekend right before uh, Holly and I's uh, anniversary. Oh, so yeah. I have to convince her. Now, granted, yeah. it won't be difficult. Oh, wait, wait, to go to it's Dragon Con? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, by the way, whoa, Carlos, Carlos, the girls have their own room this year. In yes. a separate hotel. Yeah, where we actually presumably some of them will sleep. We have a friend. We have a couple friends <laughs> who normally go with us to Dragon Con who are actually getting married at Dragon Con this year. So it's going to be awesome. Quite it's going to be show. a good year. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. So anyway, yeah, that's right. everybody in the comments be like, I've been before because I, I used to live in Atlanta. What? Really? Um, but it was a long, long time ago. Wait, that were you there within the last? Would we just decide seventeen years? Yeah. 
Yes. And you didn't hang out with us. I think so. Well, we Maybe. didn't know him. Oh, we're going to the yeah, break. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the same. <laughs> go to the break. 18, 19. Take it to the bridge. All right. All right. Well, let's go talk about it. Let's, uh, let's take it to the news desk. We'll be back. This week in Florida, a homeless man who claimed to be an agent of God was found walking around with a large rattlesnake in Jacksonville Beach Monday morning, according to the Jacksonville Beach Police Department. Police received calls about the man carrying the snake, which measured between six and eight feet in length. After officers arrived on the scene, they told the man to throw the snake inside their police vehicle while they called in the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, which then safely captured the snake. The FWC said it will relocate the snake to its natural environment. At this time, there's no word as to why the homeless man was carrying the snake or if he got injured while holding it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Florida Man Plays X-Wing. We're in the second half of our episode, and we have got a Joe list here for you. Uh, Joe, you want to... You wanna... I like how it's being used as a pejorative. I like that. Yeah, I, it's not a pejorative. It's just a descriptive. I mean, it's a Joe list. It's a descriptor, eh? Yeah, it's a descriptor. So go, yeah. go ahead and explain yourself here. All right. Well, I am operating on the theory that I cannot win a game in a conventional fight. So, like, things that are good lists that people understand will not work for me. I need to, uh, I need to come at them sideways, as it were, to quote the... What was that movie that people seem to like that you think is good that is garbage? What is with uh, Nathan Fillion? Are you talking about Serenity? Yeah, yeah, you gotta come out of sideways. Uh, shut your mouth. You love Serenity too, you dumbass. <laughs> I've heard Are you of it. Kidding me, dude? <laughs> I've heard of it. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Ugh, gross, right? That's the one that all the nerd shame. like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> nerd shame. Nerds. Uh, all right, so so I've started with the uh, two Z ninety five uh, headhunters because they haven't changed since one to the best of my knowledge, so I know what those are. They're twenty four points, which is twelve points in my world. And well, they, they do have, have one very important change that you obviously missed. What, barrel roll? Yeah, they have a red barrel roll. Meh. Yeah, I mean, it's important. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> um, on top of that, because I put this list in backwards order, is uh, is Fen Rao, who has actually changed kind of a lot since 2.0. Kind of. I mean, he's still got essentially push the limit, but you don't like, you don't, Push the limit to remaneuver twice. You know, I mean, he's just got a an action bar that has. Yeah, he's got the linked actions. Yeah, so linked can, actions. Yeah, you can kind of always get that focus even after you reposition. His ability hasn't really changed at all, right? No. It basically, has the title built in now. Yes. But here's where it gets a little bit weird because I haven't put anything at all on him. He has no no EBT. Yeah, you're just playing him no naked. Torpedo. Which, which, by the way, I don't think is necessarily a bad idea. I think that's kind of how Fenrir's been getting played. Is basically just. As Fenrir. Like, literally, it's just 68 points. Here he yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Deal with that. Now, the reason we have Fenrau is because Fenrau is a really good flanker, right? I think we can all agree that's pretty much a thing he does. I mean, it's a thing he wants to do, for sure. Um, he can't double reposition, so it's, it's kind of a difficult task for him these days. I mean... He still has a five and a four straightforward and being able to boost into yeah. that. So he's still fast as all. He's still up. got a great dial. Um, you know, he's he, he he can he can definitely be your flanker if if uh if you distract with enough other pieces. Here's the distraction, okay? <laughs> yeah. Here's where we're gonna get weird with it. We have Morallo Eval Eval Evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> who is for whatever reason more expensive than Bosk. I just realized that when I sat down to make this list. Yeah. <laughs> um, not really sure how that happened. 
Yeah, I think this is one of those abilities that they had no idea whether or not this whether that was going to be good or so not. So they made it more expensive. This. Okay, so if yeah. you would flee, which I will not, you can spend a charge and you have two and you don't recur any. If you do, you place yourself in reserves instead. At the start of the next planning phase, place yourself within range one of the edge of the play area that you fled from. Yeah. Now, my thinking on this one is I can't win a straight fight where they know where I'm going to do. Yeah. So realistically, I have to make them try to guess what stupid plan I have. <laughs> and I need to get them to falsely assume that I have one. Yeah. <laughs> this now, basically, my plan is at some point I'm going to try to run off the board and take a break for a turn and then reappear behind them yeah. somehow. There's got to be some way like there's there's almost got to be no way where like you could fly off the board and they can't fly in such a way that you can't possibly get behind them. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my theory. So I put out maneuver on them. So yeah. when he comes back that next turn, you can shoot at folk. Yeah. I put inertial dampers on there because there's still only one point. Like they didn't get a point upcreased, uh, point, point increase point now. And they're still relatively good. They're pretty much the same as they ever were, right? Like I don't think they actually changed this at all. Uh, no, they, well, you have to spend a shield now. So there's a bigger downside. Yeah. Well. It used to just be like do a stop maneuver, basically. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You have to have a shield still to do it. Like, yeah. Just, just take a damage. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Um, but basically, like, I kind of want to take the fact that the uh, the YV666 still has firepower and shields and try to leverage that. Yeah. Um, I want to outmaneuver to get behind them once I redeploy that second time. And I want to stay behind them. And I want to give them, like, the purpose of having, like, Fen Rao in here, too, is so that, like, they can't just be like, well, I'll just turn around and fight him. Like, cool. Fen Rao will come up behind you and just do Fen Rao things to you. Yeah. To your behind. Your, your hindquarters, as it were. Uh, I put Forlom on there because he's cheap. And help me out with how the rules work on this one. So, two ion tokens is not enough to ion a big ship, right? Uh, no, three. You need yeah. three, which is why I think he's kind of good in this, right? Yeah. So, like, you put two on him the first time you use him he's essentially free right yeah the second time you use him you're gonna get ion you're gonna get ion but then you're gonna have one so you have one more use before he gets ion again right yeah so basically like you know each use of this is one and a half instance of being ion yeah it doesn't feel terrible yeah you know there's a thing there and then i put boba fett on here and i'm actually gonna need to read again what that does because it seemed good while i was sitting here nope. uh, yeah uh. So you start in reserve, and at the end of setup, you go to range zero of an obstacle. So you get to start on an obstacle and not on top of any ship. My idea is here <laughs> is if you get to okay, we're not, <laughs> if you get a flank with Fed Rao, like what if you basically have two different starting zones, right? Like what if you get to like start in a random corner coming at him sideways to quote Serenity one more time, the uh -huh. operative, you know, God, that guy's a great actor. Yeah. Um, and you're coming at him from one direction with this guy, with Fed Ralph with this guy. How do you fly that? <laughs> like, how are you going to fly against this person that clearly has decided that no fucks have well, been Well, Joe, I think, I think if anything if we've determined is that I don't think anybody knows exactly how to fly against you because nobody, nobody ever really knows what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't think you i mean you don't know what you're what you're gonna do until the dial's I mean, down the, the, the plan is i i'm gonna try somehow to get behind my opponent yeah. <laughs> like that's like my, my whole goal is to somehow get behind you and get a couple of shots off. yeah yeah now now carlos you you said you saw a problem with this what what what, what did you but you did promise that you're gonna let me explain myself <laughs> yeah you can explain yourself but we're, we're you know well, Carl, no, you did that's what i was well you, you you explained what you're doing here so now okay so what did you think i had done 
Fett or Blue Rock? I'm okay, curious. The first, the first thing is, is Boba Fett. Um, you know what I mean? I think he, uh, Morello Raval, can take huge advantage of his ability being just placed on the corner of either end. Um, because basically you just do a hard turn and then pop out the other end if you need to. Um, and then basically you can skirt down that edge, basically. Uh, you can actually even place him to skirt along the edge of your side as well to kind of basically play a trajectory that you're headed. It doesn't look so good. Hard turn and then come back. Uh, up. I kind of like... Before. The ability to place an asteroid like roughly halfway down the board from where my traditional, I'll put finger quotes, traditional starting area would be (laughs) and start with Morello on that one for the possible choice that, okay, maybe I go either off the side of the board or I go straight, straight victory condition three for everybody ever played Mech Warrior and go straight into my opponent's deployment zone and come out on the other end of my opponent's deployment zone (laughs) (laughs) right up behind the poop chute. And outmaneuver. <laughs> that that's a that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> I mean, I do have ten dice that I'm starting with attack dice in the board. Yeah. So for yeah. firepower, I have some firepower. It's not the the greatest list not ever, nothing. but it's not the worst. You list will ever. shoot at things. Yes. You will. You will shoot yes. at things. Shooting I will, will happen. As no use for a name, put it. Keep them confused. Yeah. Now, I like. I, I kind of. I'm kind of with Carlos on the Boba thing, because it, it seems to me like you're kind of taking Moralo. Like you're you're putting him like kind of a mile away from where he actually wants to be, where he wants to set up. How but, so? Well, because Let's- he wants. He wants to be near a board edge, and you're putting him in the middle of the map, and you're putting him. In, you're putting him. <laughs> but. That's just me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I see it if you if you let's say you corner a rock on their end of the board, like you you corner one both corners. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm actually then, listening. Believe it or not. <laughs> and then so then they have to set up, and you know they set up or whatever, do their thing. So then Boba's like, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm they set up over on the right, so I'm gonna set up on this rock that I cornered on the left because it's far enough away. And it gets me to their back edge of the board so that, I, I mean, I guess that that would allow you to essentially immediately get into their deployment zone. You could probably do, a, what, a four straight and just pop, your, you know, go off the end of the board and, and then pop back out their end behind them. I mean, I mean really, I just want to eventually hit a side of the board and come up behind them. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much plan A through, like, F right here. Yeah. yeah F yeah. for fucking effort. But, um. Another rules question. And I'm gonna laugh if you guys actually know this off the top of head, but obviously, Joe. Like, how many of your tokens do you keep when you leave the board? <laughs> like, if I use Forlom and I fly off the 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 Goram board, yeah, Goram. Oh. We're doing like full Firefly we're going here. Total Firefly, yeah. Yeah, full oh. Firefly here. Um, do I keep those Ion tokens? That's a good question. That is actually a good question. Yeah, you guys don't know everything, do you? <laughs> oh, I never said we knew everything. Honestly, that's so probably... So like if I sat down against you, it's like, oh yeah, when I fly off the board, I totally lose my tokens. I don't get them next time. Do you challenge me in a tournament? I mean, I definitely... Oh, that, I definitely call the judge it? on that. No, I totally call the judge on that. <laughs> what if you are the judge, Steve? What well, then I'm the going to make... <laughs> I guess I'd have to call 
the uh, the, uh, the second judge probably Gage and Travis <laughs> make them make you think else. Gage like we can it call Gage and Travis right now and ask him be like by the way do you know how this works no Gage is asleep let's phone a friend uh, Gage, yeah, phone a Gage friend. probably is asleep yeah. Travis is not asleep I'm not uh, yeah yeah but he's probably too he's not gonna answer the phone well no he never does yeah yeah so. I bought him a phone he still never uses it <laughs> yeah um, no, that is actually an interesting question. Uh, I mean, I don't. So if I can four line, you're going to lose the green. You're going to lose the green token. Four line behind you. That feels good. You're going to lose the green tokens because it's a different turn. I'll lose the green ones, but like. But the question, yeah, the, I guess the real question is: Do you lose the ion tokens, or would you lose a target lock? Um, I'm guessing I keep all my damage and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna keep your damage and stuff. But I mean, oh, target lock. That's you a good do question flee, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, so, if you would so flee, if you would flee, if you would flee, okay, you may spend one charge token. If you do, place yourself in reserves instead. At the start of the pl next planning phase, place yourself within range one of the edge player that you fled from. Um, so now let's point no out why I think there. this is a good list for me. Because okay. if I f up real bad and I'm in a bad position and I run out Bye. of there. Bye, Felicia. Well, yeah, but no, but I get to place myself at an angle, at the right spot hey, no, where I want to be. I'll tell you why this is a good list for you, Joe. Because you love flying off the edge of the board anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like five years ago. Might as well ago. do it on purpose. Not five years ago. It was not five years. I mean... The Chewy incident was five no, years ago. No, 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 not the Chewy incident. I'm talking oh. about the, all the other times you've intentionally flown yourself off of a board because you're tired of playing a game. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> so maybe this isn't a good list for me because usually that ends the game and now it doesn't. I'm trapped. Well, it is a May. It is a May. So you don't have to. <laughs> you, you, can, you can just fly off the board if you want. <laughs> it's a May. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's still okay. up to you. You can still do your 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 favorite maneuver, which is... To end the game by flying yourself off the board. And then watch like the opponent be like, wait, why did you do that? You don't want to play anymore? It's like, I guess you don't really like X-Wing at all. They're like, but why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is inevitably Travis Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, but but I thought everybody's here because we liked X-Wing. I was like, yeah, well, you know, you thought wrong. <laughs> so I mean, so in, in basic concept, <laughs> in, in basic concept, one, this is definitely your kind of list. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I do kind of like outmaneuver on Moralo. I mean, I, I think that's a thing you're going to get used out can of. Can you think of a better APT to put there? Um, I don't think I can. I actually really liked it on that. Not like, off the top of my head. I mean, the, the, the thing with APTs these days or talent slots is that they're <laughs> none of them are particularly great. Does, does, the, like, does the YV Devil Steamboat or whatever the hell it is still have the... Uh, does that have the 100-degree arc still? Yeah, it still has a 180-degree oh, yeah, arc, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think you'll definitely get use out of outmaneuver. Um, on a, on a, although, you do have to keep in mind outmaneuver is only the front arc, so you're not going to get that. You're not going to get the yeah, wedges yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah, you won't get the, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think uh, outmaneuver could definitely be useful with Moralo. I mean, it's probably one of the few ships that I've actually looked at and been like, yeah, it's the outmaneuver on here. Yeah. Um, uh, so that that kind of makes sense. I, I do I do question the Boba Fett thing. I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> necessary? Necessary? Necessary yeah. to drink my own urine? No, but it's <laughs> sterile, and I like the taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome movie. Oh god, that thing bats so far above. It's like that should be the worst movie ever. And instead, it's actually amazing. Yeah. Uh, but Carlos, like, if you never have, Steve already has. But like, if you've never gone to the Wikipedia and read about Rip Torn. You really need to. 
That right, guy is legitimately crazy. Yeah, that's quite. He a was read. thrown off of the set of Easy Rider because he was supposed to play the Jack Nicholson role. Yes, but either he stabbed Dennis Hopper or Dennis Hopper stabbed him, and there's no consensus as to which one actually <laughs> happened. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind and of. Then he got arrested for breaking into a bank and shooting off a firearm. Not trying to rob the place, but he thought it was his house. So he thought it'd be a perfectly <laughs> legitimate place to just start shooting guns. <laughs> God bless Rip Torn. Yeah. Uh, but this build, Carlos, any suggestions? All right. So I've been trying to salvage it and I have not been able to. It's been pretty rough. Because it's that so, bad or because it's that good? It's I do have one so point good. left. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so, one so of good. the things. So good. Um, so let's 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 start with the big guy here, Morallo. Um, I think Morallo does have a place in extended because it's very because he's not well, legal in hyperspace. Yes, um, he's just very very funky stuff. The stuff that you know you see him on the table, you just don't know. Hey, what to I've do always said you can win a lot. Don't know how to fly. You can win so many games just by making your opponent make a mistake. Yeah, the more choices exactly. your opponent has to make in a game, the more likely he's going to make a mistake, and that mistake will cost him. Yeah, and, and Morello, there's nothing better than basically going, "Sorry, I'm off the board now, and I get to come back in wherever the hell I want." Yeah. And that is, there is no mistake. There is just literally going. You have no option. Oh yeah, I mean, we're, uh, like if just what I'm if you're do. like jousting down the side of the board and Morala takes off and leaves the board, where do you put your guys next turn? Yeah, do you K turn? Uh, you what if you have three? Well, if you K turn and you're halfway down the board, you. I just come up behind you and you're K turned. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, it, you it's can't. Just like th- there's not a really good way to play against it. I think the best. I mean, and the best way to probably play against it, as far as you know, like my first thought to play against this thing would be um, split forces. So, you know, basically make it so that, yeah, you might get behind something, but you're not getting behind everything and you're going to have to deal. You're going to get you're going to get punished for doing the thing that you want. Part of my thing, as much as I I gave this some thought to was like, I actually kind of like the Z's in this one because I feel like that makes that choice harder, too. It's like if I if I have a right answer for getting around where Morallo might be next turn, but then he has these two cheap blockers that can mess with that plan. And this flanker that could come in from halfway down the board and get a shot. Yeah. Well, I think the most... Like, I hate that even more. Well, I think the most fearsome thing in the list here is Fen Rao because... It, well, yeah, obviously. But, like, when you put 68 points in the most fearsome thing and then 83 points in this really funky distraction... Yeah. Well, you have to start questioning your opponent's sanity. <laughs> well, the thing of it is is that Morello is, like, a basically just, like, a giant, like, hey, over here... Hey, over here. And if you get your opponent to pay attention to Morallo and, and, and ignore Fen in any way whatsoever, it's that's, that's where you're going to. But I feel like it works the other way, right? Well. Too. Like sometimes, like if, if you're paying good enough attention to like Fen, and then all of a sudden Morallo comes up behind you and starts blasting you, like, oh, yeah. God. Because Fen could break off. Morallo yeah. could also break off, yeah. but in a weird ass kind of way. No, and actually, when, it, when I remember when Morallo was first uh, teased or whatever, they first they first showed this ability. I was like, I, I honestly actually have been waiting. I haven't seen anybody play one yet. Um, I, I've actually been waiting to see somebody play it. Like, it's more like, expensive than the better pilot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not just that, but I just want to see this ability in action, and like, I kind of want to play against it at some point, just because I'm curious, like, how the whole thing, you know how it actually functions in a game. Well, I mean, it actually feels like a really good fit for this ship. Because, like, what happened before when you played... Actually, it's funny, because actually I remember 
knocking Carlos out of a tournament at Dogs of War one time. By knocking him out, I mean he quit and went home. But I think Holly was I, yelling at you. Uh, listen, I think I, I think quit. Holly was mad at you I that day. So. Oh, was that the no, store no, no, championship? No, no, no. no, that was okay. So let me explain. Number I think one. I go for it. I actually don't remember. So like this is like story yeah, time. Number for me. one, uh, yeah, I went. I was I won that like one and two early or something, or I went zero. You might have been zero and two. Because um, you had to play thing, me, and I was no way one and two. That was way better record than I've ever gotten. Yeah. Um, I lost pretty early, and I had already other plans that day. So I went up to go um, to my buddy's house, and we all got trashed. So <laughs> I had works. a good day anyways. Um, and hey, I ain't the tournament it. early wasn't a sad sore spot for me that day, but... Um, but yeah, um, I do remember that. And just because you mentioned that, like I've I've had, I like that I took, list you had too. I, I like I was like YB's, so excited to play against it, and that yeah. I actually won. I was like, I feel like shit because like I, took I like your YB list better. Six 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 to worlds for some stupid reason. I went to worlds <laughs> one year, and I was like, I you know what would be really good? Let's bring an oversized <laughs> ship. That was that the boss turn around? Yeah. So it was Boston Ketsu. And oh, that's right. I, what oh, was yeah. so great about the list is that I would literally win matches within two rounds because <laughs> the combination of Ketsu and Bosk, I would just completely obliterate a ship because of the tractor beams. You know what? Somebody yeah. somebody played that against me at um, Jack's Game Center. The time remember Clay won with the ghost list that the double ghost list. Yeah, yeah. It was um, oh gosh, I can't remember who it was that like. I remember playing against that and thinking I had a pretty good, like, opening volley. I was feeling pretty good about that. And landed, like, range one with Ketsu, like, like double tractor beam me and just railed me. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, that's what everything yeah, that was. Yeah, that was gotcha. gross, yeah. Read all the cards. Yeah, they, they, yeah that stuff that stuff was... I guess the point was that, like, basically everybody knows why the Devil Steamboats can't turn around. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, once you get you, behind it, it's game over. Yeah, once you get behind it, it's game over. It's like, what if I can just a hard turn one time and turn around right behind you and continue with the railing you? Yeah. That feels like that's now a good ship. Yeah, the thing is, uh, I mean, the thing is, is you've got to live on the board edge. So oh, I live it on the edge every day. Live it on the edge. You should. Living anyways, in the fridge, the you can't because help if yourself you... from thawing. <laughs> a little weird owl there, sorry. <laughs> but uh, with this ship, uh, living on the board edge is the right call. You don't want yeah. to be in the center of the board. You have you to. You want to basically just kind of train it. Uh, basically follow that board edge all the way around and have that wide arc. But at the last moment when you go, you know what? I'm not going to get a shot. Bye. And then you just literally turn into the... Uh, I'm literally going to say bye, Felicia, edge. every time I do that. No, bye, Felicia. You have bye, to Felicia. say it. Bye, Felicia. So, like What's I said, that from, I've, by I've the way? You remember? That's uh, Friday. Yeah. Friday, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, with the, the president from Fifth it's Element. A classic. No, I know um, it's a classic, but that but the thing is that term gets used so much. I think there's a lot of people who use it this day to these days who probably haven't actually seen Friday or next Friday or, or Friday after next. Well, you don't even see Friday. those ones. I haven't but, seen Friday oh. after next. Next Friday, I love. I've oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. oh god, it's like we should talk about X Wing, but I don't want to. But um, but I swear I do. I swear I do. But like, the guy that directed Friday. Is directing the new Men in Black movie. Oh. No, no, it's not the Men in Black movie. No, it's it's a Thor Ragnarok sequel. No, no, no. He's Wait, directing t- something. <laughs> Title God, you kids with the internet or whatever. Is up, the... No, he's directing something like really serious. And I was like, 
I'm very confused why it's not the Men in Black. Is it Frozen 2? Did you guys watch Frozen 2? It looks super serial. I didn't watch this. No, but he's doing something like super really serious. I'm like, so the guy from Friday, that's like who you chose from this? (laughs) Like you were like, this is the body of work that makes me think he'd be really good for the super far knocker. I can't remember who it is now. I don't know. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it, Janet. (laughs) So anyways. You guys talk about this. I figure this out. Trying to salvage this list here. Uh, so there's a couple <laughs> things I changed. Salvage um, it. Yeah. Um, we have Fenrau. Love it. Fenrau's awesome. Uh, well, do you play I, him naked these days? I think you do. Like, he actually doesn't seem. I put Predator on him, and I think Predator is pretty good. A lot of people go, just go fearless. And it's like, why do you want to get shot at? Don't, don't, don't get shot at. Yeah. Your in, initiative six, uh, get out of arc, get. You know, get is it that easy one. to get like bullseyes though these days with in range one? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, no, <laughs> I was your... thinking because you can't because you can't double like reposition anymore. And well, I've, right, I've yeah, been yeah. trained to believe that double reposition is god. So you know, yeah. well, it's but super if you, powerful, especially if, if you're trying if you to bullseye. Can, and, and exactly the, the the thought process behind the list is great. I, I think first of all, the, the, you know, Morallo being that kind of distraction. Uh, you, you set up Fen Rao for those range one shots out of arc, outside the, the arc. You know, you don't need Fearless for that. You just need to basically be right behind the ship, rolling five dice with Predator, with a focus token. Use the boost or barrel roll to either line up uh, the range one or line up the, the, the bullseye. Um, you know, so you can do that with Fen Rao while they're trying to chase down this Moralo that's popping in and out off the board. Um, Dengar Gunner is really good. Um, I put that on there on Morello because yeah, I looked uh, at that one too. Um, yeah, it seemed good. I just had points going other ways. Yeah, it's I just, free damage. Yeah, it's free damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you have the life where you can weather a couple of hits. Want to shoot at you? Well, especially with like an ace where it's like that one damage will really matter more. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I swapped out one of the Z95s with the Escape Craft. Uh, I put uh, the L3 escape craft with tactical officer. The reason I did that, um, it's around the same price, but a coordinate ship is huge. Uh, very, very, very important. Uh, with Fen Rao, you can do shenanigans like you can coordinate uh, Fen Rao, and then he does a boost focus, takes the stress, does a green maneuver, target lock. Um, so now you can do three actions with Fen Rao. How, how much is the, uh, the escape craft? I thought they upped his uh, points to something ridiculous. Uh, the L3 escape craft, which is... Uh, is that the cheapest one? Yeah, that's the cheapest one. That it isn't the drone that blows up. Um, the L3 escape craft is 26 points base. Uh, but I think tactical officer is almost an auto-include on there. Yeah. So another two points. I have no but, idea what that does. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, explain it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, other two points, it makes that red coordinate a white coordinate. Okay. Yeah, Opens up that. the dial and it doesn't. That means I gotta force drop something, to which will probably be Boba Fett, I guess. Yes. Um. A lot of things. We're totally gonna just friend spoon yeah. at uh, Momocon now because I we love We definitely will. We're at 198 points here. Morala with just Dengar, Fenrau with Predator, L3 with Tacta Officer, and then that. Oh, so you uh, took Outmaneuver off too? I took everything off. Aww. You want to make Morallo cheap. You don't want it to be the most expensive ship on the board. 
And it still is the most expensive. <laughs> but it's still is. More. This plan's going real well. But you just want to you want to use the ability to get behind the ships or force them to go after you and then dip out and then now have them go where where is he gonna go? And that can honestly help Fen Rao set up his shots. And that's where your offense is gonna be. You don't need Morello for offense, you need Morello as a distraction. And you want people to shoot at Morello because it's going to take forever to kill him. And then you can use Dengar to be able to uh, add additional damage. I kind of feel like Morello might be like the most distracting ship like in the history of X-Wing now. Just like <laughs> just that ability is good. I think it's really going to fuck with people's heads like, in general. You, you don't really want to play this. You know what my favorite idea about playing this entire list is? Is um, I write really detailed and... Uh, excessively detailed tournament reports for everything I do for Destiny. Like, I can't wait to, like, read tournament reports of somebody and be like, so I sat down across with this guy that played Morallo, and I had no idea what to think, because this yeah. is a terrible idea. <laughs> so I did this, this, and this, and then it turns out this guy was just, you know, drunk on a Saturday morning at 11 a.m. and thought this was a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways, that's the Joe list. Man, that was actually my favorite segment we've ever done. Okay. Well, we can keep doing it. It's something we can do more often. That's the thing. <laughs> Joe, what so, the hell's wrong with you? Sounds like a great name for a thing we should do all the time. So we have had a lot of articles this uh, uh, since our last episode. There was like two new articles that came out like back-to-back, -back, like rapid fire, which isn't something you normally see. And uh, we're going to go over those a little bit, not too much, just because obviously they're articles that everybody can read and everybody generally can read and has pretty good reading comprehension. So... Um, we're doing this just for Joe. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. So, oh, actually, you know, it's funny because we're gonna do this just for me, and the first thing that comes up in here, I'm gonna complain about like incessantly. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're looking at the we're looking at the Galactic Republic yeah. article. So it's got some more um, upgrade cards, uh, some more spoiler cards from the Galactic Republic packs. Um, so the first card in the list here is Dedicated, which is a talent slot. It's a Republic only and non-limited only. So that means, you know, only generic ships can carry it. And its ability is while another friendly ship in your side arcs, left or right at range zero to two is defending. If it is limited or has the dedicated upgrade and you are not strained, you may gain one strain token. If you do, the defender re-rolls one of their blank results. That sounds way too complicated. It does. This, yeah, this sounds thank like a, God, this sounds Carlos, like, you are the best. No, no, no I was going to say the exact same thing. This, this like, card what the looks, shit is all of this? <laughs> this card looks like a T.O.'s nightmare. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some question about this card, and, you're, and I'm going to walk up, and I'm going to look at it, and I'm gonna be like, God strain, damn it. Strain, yeah. are they in the side arcs? Are they range 0 to 2? Are they yeah. different? No, this is the kind of card where I'm going to ask my opponent what it does. He's going to start reading the thing. I'm going to blank out halfway through. Like, it does whatever the hell you want it to do, dude. I don't even give a fuck. I literally don't even care. Yeah. It'd be so. like playing Imperial Assault. I'm like, halfway through somebody telling me what their thing does, I'd be like, you know what? I don't even care. Yeah. Do so, whatever. I mean, this is kind Tell of me how whatever. Much I, don't, I don't think this card's great. Well, no, I here's one thing I really hate about this, all right? Because, like, since the history of time, every other, like, game, collectible game, whatever, customizable whatever like the thing about non-uniques is that they're kind of vanilla and boring yeah and it gives like new players sort of an entry point to walk into the game you know what i mean like 1.0 days like four b's and a z 
was just four Bs and a Z. Like, what are the upgrades on it? There are none. What are yeah. the special abilities? There are none. Yeah. You just throw some dice around, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how you kind of warm up to unique guys with big, fancy special abilities. This is like, let's put that on its head. Let's have, like, <laughs> non-unique guys with really complicated-ass abilities. I'm yeah. Like, that sounds terrible, and you can take that and shove it up your ass. Yeah. So anyways, card. enough about this card. I'm just <laughs> no. done but, with oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. It's like uh, non-uniques being able to land on asteroids, because cool. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing we got is a modification slot, Republic only, and you have to have a target lock in order, a target lock action in order to equip it. Uh, synchronized console. After you perform an attack, you may choose a friendly ship at range one or a friendly ship with the synchronized console upgrade at range one to three and spend a lock you have on the defender. If you do, the friendly ship you choose may acquire a lock on the defender. So basically you need to pass off your target lock, right? Yeah, so blah, it's one of those blah, things. Blah. Yeah, it's still <laughs> so complicated. Like, who's yeah. so much? It's just, it's kind of overly worded, uh, but it's... Well, it's, it's funny, though, because it's an entire faction, and it's the whole CSI, you know, Geonosis faction, too, where it's like... Yeah. You guys just really, like, wanted to have as much text as possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out a situation where you go, I have a lock on the guy. Let's say you have a good roll. You perform an attack. You don't have to spend a target lock. Where would be a major... I mean, I guess if you're trying to do a kill I, shot, I think... and you go, all right, this guy gets past the target lock and then gets the kill shot. Like, well, you know what's funny, though? Because it's a really way. complicated version of, like, Touch's ability, but not as good. So you're like... Exactly. Yeah. Can, can we both say, There's yeah. a lot of simpler ways to do that. Yeah. I yeah. think what this is... What they're, what they're trying to accomplish here is, like, okay, so if I... Uh, you know, roll my first shot here, and I and I roll natties, and I and, or or I roll a bunch of focuses, and I don't use I don't use my target lock or whatever it is. You know, then then it's like okay, I'm gonna hand it off to my buddy here, and he's gonna do something with it. I think the other the other use case for it is um, for setting up like those times when you're trying to set up a uh, a missile shot or a torpedo shot of some sort, and like so this ship has a target lock for for whatever reason and for whatever reason the other ship didn't you know your other ship didn't couldn't get a target lock and these are let's say you know fairly like these are low pilot skill guys this is you know going on you know you're kind of more generic things so for whatever reason a ship doesn't have a target lock but it ends up with a range two or range three shot to be able to use a proton torpedo or or a better weapon and the sh and and I, but you're sitting there at range one with a target lock on a two die ship that so it's getting three dice so you know maybe in that case you use it to just so it's like an ordinance uh, yeah uh, it's it's modifier. an it's an ordinance modifier thing i think it's just a way to 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 be a little bit more flexible with um with your ordinance and stuff like that I mean, that is even more effective because yeah. basically that other ship can take a focus action and now you can after you shot your missile you can pass that target lock and now you have a target lock focus uh, yeah. missile or it's or one of those things where like you have this you have you have two guys and when you know you got the one guy out front and the one guy trailing and that trailing guy you know the guy out front you can't or the guy the, tra the guy trailing can't get a target lock because he's too far away and he's low pilot skill and he can't reach the thing that he wants to shoot at until it moves and so that so you have another guy that's that's way out front but won't be able to take an ordnance shot because it's range one or something and so that's that's kind of what i think this is for this but. was not limited too so you, yeah uh, or non non-limited uh yeah. so you, you can put this on some of those higher initiative pilots yeah um like obi-wan or one of those initiative five anakin yeah. i don't know if he's i5 or i6 um i think anakin's will be i6 
I six, and uh, yeah. so that'll help some of the other ones that are just a little bit lower, maybe i four. Um, that would, like you mentioned, would not have a target lock, and now you could pass that off, and now yeah. they could still shoot their ordnance early. Yeah, I mean, this one's not so bad. Like, it's actually it's funny because it looks like a wall of text. It's only two sentences. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like looking at that. I'm like, mm. it's it's kind of a lot to really say. Pass your target lock if you want to, but. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, I think it's okay. It's gonna have some uses, but I don't I don't think it's uh, like a ubiquitous thing. Um, we'll have to check to see how it's costed. If you can yeah. fit three, and you can get a pretty decent alpha strike, uh, yeah, from that um, initial joust, yeah, then you know it, it's gonna be pretty decent. Yeah. So the uh, the next upgrade on here is uh, battle meditation. So this is a force talent slot uh, that is Republic only. Uh, it says. Get, first of all, it gives you one of those fancy new purple actions, a purple coordinate action as to your bar. Have we gotten any? We still don't know exactly how it works. Everybody is assuming that it's just you have to spend a force to be able to do it, but we don't know for sure yet. So anyways, um, you cannot coordinate limited ships, which I think is a massive downside for this card. <laughs> but just because... Smart, though. Uh, it is. It's, it's keeping it from being broken, Um for sure, but it's it is a huge downside um, in this faction, especially with the amount of Jedi that there are, and everybody. I mean, people are going to want to be playing Jedi. So, if you well, haven't noticed, there's a non-limited kind of push here for these yeah. new two, uh, these um, new factions here. Yeah, the upgrades are totally pushing people towards playing more generics in these two factions. Well, but I kind of like like the combined arms approach they're trying to do. It's like you have to play some limited and some non-limited, and the limiteds, you know help each other or the non-limiteds help each other out and then the other guys commander out but it's like i know it sounds nitpicky but gosh i don't want the word non-limited to be a thing yeah can we just be like can we just give them a different name <laughs> that doesn't sound like they're not something else well, i i prefer i kind of preferred the unique term but you know yeah, it's like we refer to like some as being unique, unique, and, and everything else is like not that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even I don't even know why that makes a difference to me, but gosh, it, it just sounds like... better. But uh, so so, anyways, you can't coordinate limited ships. While you perform a purple coordinate action, you may coordinate one additional friendly non-limited ship of the same type. Both ships must perform the same action. So this is this is totally just like a this is the kind of thing you throw in Plo Koon. And, or something like that when and you've I got a and you got a couple of the the jedi the little starfighters jedi, is, there, um, yeah. is there a bastila in this set or is there a what is bastila shan in this set or i haven't seen that oh well in that case is bullshit <laughs> everybody's ever played knights of the old republic this is bullshit only bastila this can is be not knights of the old republic this, yeah there's no this isn't that era what Joe. I actually just played it the other day, though, like with my daughter. Well, I know. Bastila's whole thing is she's the only person who can do battle meditation. Yeah. So, like, yeah. why everybody else gets it now? 4,000 years, apparently everything changes. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, Joe. Things change. Other people learn how to do techniques. But I did play Nice of the Republic the other day. See, I do Star Wars stuff sometimes. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. Oh, nice of the Republic is a great game. game. Love that game. I showed my 11 year old uh, so daughter how to play. She's like, this game's awesome. It's like, this game is awesome before you were born. Yeah. So, <laughs> little, so this. A little ahead. bit, uh, real quick, for the limited, non limited uh, language now, it's because uniques no longer exist. Mm -hmm. Remember uh, it, the, that double dot, triple dot kind yeah. of setup? Yeah. That's, I know. That's I, 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 I just missed the term there. unique. Yeah. <laughs> I just liked it better than limited. <laughs> I mean, realistically, like, for the factions these are in, they have four ships now, right? So, like, 
when they say non-limited, don't they really just mean for whatever the trooper ship is, the the one that ganked from uh, yeah. StarCraft? Yeah. Like, they really could just say, you can order around this type of ship. The V-19's torrent starfighter. It's a Wraith, dude. Just put a cloaking device on it. That's fine. Yeah. It'll never get a cloaking device, but... Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's okay. I think this is this is the setup. You know, this is the setup of ordnance carriers. Um, you know, I think this is the kind of thing you maybe throw on on a Plo Koon, um, something like that. I don't know, but uh, I mean, being able to do, being able to coordinate two ships is nice. At the you know one force token, that's that's actually not that's not a bad trade off. I don't think. Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm really worried about putting Plo Koon on the table. Because he actually dies in a Jedi Starfighter in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Does he? I just really don't want to put him on the table for that. Well, yeah. I, uh, did you guys ever play uh, Jedi Star Star Battles or what is it? Jedi. Uh, what is it? It's like a PlayStation game. No. Is Jedi Starfighter its own game? Uh, Jedi. No, it was like Jedi Star Battles or something. I forgot what it was called. I never had a PlayStation, but, um, so I did not, but. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, I played out like the main campaign with Plo Koon and a yellow lightsaber, and that's the only reason why I played him because I was like, "That's cool." I'd never seen one of those. I actually like Plo Koon. He's actually, I actually like him as a character. He's cool. See, I know we're getting the lightsaber colors here. My my favorite, and and I never got to see it because it was in the books only. But you you know what Corn Horn's lightsaber color was? It's Chartreuse, isn't it? No. Purple. It was silver. It was silver. What? Actually, you know the worst part? I silver know that colored because lightsaber. I was reading that book at your house the other day. That's yeah. Awesome. Because Vivian brought it to me. She's like, read this. She I'm brought like, you I Jedi? No, where's it's on the floor here still. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did she bring you? Oh shit, I don't know, but it's And Corn Horn still no, doesn't It's the back to wars. It's X Wing the Back to Wars. Oh, the Back to Wars, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's that's still a good there one. On the floor, it's right yeah, there. that's a good one. I should have cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> the X-wing series, by the way, fantastic. Love yeah, but, uh, X-wing, X-wing. Uh, um, some sort of astromech droid. Yeah. So the next, the next upgrade we have here is uh, is an astromech. Uh, it's Republic only. Uh, R4P astromech uh, has two non-recurring charges. Before you execute a basic maneuver, you may spend one charge. If you do, while you execute that maneuver, reduce its difficulty. Yeah, that better be uh, cheap as crap. Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be pretty cheap. Next. So, <laughs> next. Uh, then we got another astromech, uh, R4P17. After you fully execute a red maneuver, you may spend one charge to perform an action even while stressed. Uh, this is also two non recurring charges. Yeah, but you're probably going to use that twice per game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, actually it's pretty a good. pattern analyzer. It's a, it, this uh, this is going to be a cheap pattern analyzer, basically, for this group it's which actually only two it's only two two yeah, but uses. I, mean, I feel like you only get used that twice per game anyway i just hope that pretty it's much cheaper yeah. pattern analyzers what five five so yeah guess that's I, gonna be like I'm, what three i'm guessing three three seems like a good spot for this with the with the the two use limitation um so yeah i mean i actually i actually think this is a pretty good pretty good card it's also non-limited it's also there's also nothing about limitations on non, it. So non-limited. Yeah. Well, it's it, non limited. It, it itself yeah. is limited, <laughs> but it doesn't have limitations about being on a limited, non-limited, limited non, ship. Non-limited, limited. Limit the limiting limiter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now I don't even want to talk about this one next. Uh, what? Are you kidding uh, me? Well, this at least the best explain card. it. 
I'm going to explain it here. I'll be it's very quiet card. here for a few minutes then while you guys yeah, discuss you be, why you be, this is the pile of you shit. You be quiet. It's just a card. Okay, so this is a modification card. Uh, you have to have uh, an equipped astromech in order to carry this. Uh, it's the spare parts canister. It has one non-recurring charge. So it has two different actions on it. One action is you can spend a charge to recover one charge on one of your equipped astromechs. Uh, the other action Huge. is you can... Yeah, which is really cool. Um, and then the other action is you can spend one charge to drop one spare parts, then break all locks assigned to you. So if you get one of those turns where you're just getting lit the F up with ordnance, you can just knock all those locks off. Um, that's, I, I don't know, it's pretty good, I think, overall. Guys, this is, this is awesome, mainly because yeah. this is the only card that doesn't say Republic on it. Yes. <laughs> so now yeah. all of a sudden... We finally can start analyzing this in a, a meta call, you know, across things that already exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, that first action is huge. You get yeah. an extra charge, and R two D two still exists, and he has three charge tokens. Yep. Am I correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. So you can recharge four shields. Yeah, you can get at least one back. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, I mean, I flew Corn Horn all the time with R two D two. Mm -hmm. And I can't recall a match where if I had to recharge more than four shields, then, you know what I mean, that that match wasn't already lost. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, Are you th saying this... that, like, three was plenty? If it was four, you're probably boned anyway? Uh... Isn't that kind of what you're saying there? I don't think so. I mean, I, four... You think, like, uh, three and a half is the sweet spot? <laughs> I, I actually do. Like, I mean, you have uh, to think I'm not, about I'm it. not saying you're wrong. Like, uh, you have sometimes to think about you just need one extra. You have, to, you have to think about it in a sense, too, of how it is now where you get the disarm token. Um, so with stuff like Horn Horn specifically, right? So you get that double tap. You already get that disarm token, so you can double up on it. <laughs> so now there's just more than face. one, yeah, two or three situations. Oh, double you tap. Said, you said the word. Ugh, said twice? Double tap. <laughs> oh, three times? He triple tapped the you double tap. Oh, yeah, double down sandwich now. You need to go um, to KFC so, and get me a sandwich between two chicken breasts. I, I, I just think that this is going to add just that extra thing and, and also having the option to also use it in a different scenario. Yeah. What, what exactly does dropping spare parts do? That means just you just discard the card, yeah. I guess. Oh, I thought it was like... Uh, Oh wait, no. Is there spare? Uh, is spare parts like a new spare token? Spare parts was like a debris token of some sort. Is that sort. like a debris token? Like dropping no, a... no, no. It's just a spend one to drop one spare parts, then break. Oh, actually. Yeah, I think spare parts well, is like a new spread. is like a new token thing. It is. This is why it I is. gave this card crap. By the way, I'm like, I don't really want like more random things that drop. That's even better. Things. I love That's it. Better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be flying a lot of Republic, so. I'm pretty this like reminds me of like Decipher Star Wars, where like do this one random thing from this one time in the movies. Yeah, like we're gonna put a bunch of rules in here so you can do this weird thing one time from the movies. Yeah, you know what? You go ahead and not, and I'll be fine. So the uh, the last upgrade in here, and this is actually I think was one from the original yeah, article months we ago. Spread, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a uh, the Delta Seven B uh, Aether Sprite um, configuration. Uh, so. Basically, you can put this on a Aether Sprite, and you get plus one attack die. You get minus so one, nice one evade <laughs> die, and you get plus two shields, and it basically makes it an. Yeah, animal. I actually, I actually kind of like this one. Or, just uh, like, X-wing. I feel like you should be dodgy with this ship. You know what I mean? 
It's like if you could put this. Imagine if you could put this like an on an A wing because these things are fairly maneuverable, right? Not quite A wing like level, but pretty good. Yeah. Like if an A wing could throw three attack dice and only had two defend dice, but had two extra hull, I feel like you'd be feeling pretty good about that, right? Yeah. Probably. You know I mean? If all of a sudden you'd arc dodge but attack better. Yeah. I'd be good with that. I'd trade that for one agility. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a, a a very solid config on these ships, and it's it's gonna be it's. I, I actually really like having some of these weird configuration options where you can be like, I'm gonna play this Aether Sprite with the Delta Seven B and make it kind of the tankier, more you know, more like an X-wing. I'm gonna play this other one with the other config that's like the config mod slot one that gives me the extra, the built-in like added focus to my attacks. Bullseye. Yeah, yeah so my bullseye attacks. So like, I, and, I, and you can kind of pick pick and choose what's going to be best for a particular pilot a little bit. So yeah. I, I think it's uh, this is kind of cool. I love this one because it has zero text on there, but still completely changes this this ship's role. Yeah. You know what I mean, all of a sudden this is your like your offensive powerhouse, but it doesn't last as long. Yeah. So you have to arc dodge with it. It pretty much changes this ship's role completely without adding a bunch of garbo text about dropping yeah. spare parts, which you basically have two ships in one chassis because well, especially you know, as like a I new mentioned. faction too. Yeah. Yeah. You basically have an A wing as a standard or with the configuration, you turn it sort of like into an X wing. Um, you get a little bit a couple more shields, but you lose the um the agility and getting the attack. So uh, worth, I, like like, I think the analogy is a little different because I feel like it changes like an X-Wing into a B-Wing, but... By the way, I'm just going to take a moment here. I'm looking at the at the spread. I'm just going to take a moment here to applaud FFG on their uh, the graphic design work that they put into the backs of dials for the factions these days. I, I actually really, uh, really like all the, the dial art these days, but... I nice. actually tried... When I tried playing one oh, of the games nice. I played of 2.0, though, it was really weird getting used to, like, the dial being... Oh, yeah, it is kind of weird how it's... Like, yeah. The dial not being, uh, like, the open end goes here. Yeah. Actually, was it was something I had to literally yeah. adjust to. I was like, this is actually weird. I don't I, know I'm, I, I feel I, about this. Right next to the 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 turned over dial on the spread, I, I'm assuming that must be the spare parts cloud. Yes. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Yes. One so. thing I do want to point out about this set, too, that's I think is kind of significant... There's 50 upgrades in the set. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I mean, there's like 14 like pilot cards. That seems like a lot, but 50 upgrades seems like a metric shit ton. Yeah. Like three ships and 50 upgrades seems like a lot. Yeah. Um it it definitely is. So I'll give them some credit on value for this one. All right, so the next article we're going to talk about here is something some stuff that we have never seen before. It's the brand new big brand new announcement. Uh, Wave four has been announced, and uh, this is kind of interesting. I mean, it's a lot of reprints, so it's you know they're reprinting the Falcon, they're reprinting the Decimator, they're reprinting the the Silencer, uh, they're reprinting the B Wing, they're reprinting and they're reprinting the SF fighter, the Thai SF fighter. Um, so that's I mean, obviously this is interesting news in the sense that that's that's. These are a lot of new options that they're you're probably going to see available for future versions of hyperspace or well the uh, whatever. The but Falcon was already legal in hyperspace, wasn't it? Uh yeah. Um, Travis and I were talking about that. That's just weird that they're like, okay, well, hyperspace is legal. It's like it kind of already was. So I'm not I think sure. they, yeah. I mean, I think they. I guess they felt like they could get away with that because it's like here's you know I guess you could just get away with using the scum model yeah. and but you know regardless the. Uh, 
So there are three new ships in here, which we will talk about a little bit now, because none of the reprints have anything new. They are all literally just reprints of cards and, and new sculpts and models. The one thing I'm excited about, though, is the silencer. It looks to me, and I think I've heard them say this before, but they, they actually they shrunk it. it. They scaled yeah. it down because I think they overscaled it in the in the original release, and it was way too large, and it it barely fit. It it was it's just it was way too big and bulky for a small base ship, and also the fact that it came in a larger box and was pretty it was super expensive for a small base ship was twenty five wasn't it? Yeah, something crazy. It was something stupid like that. It was it was the most expensive small base ship they'd ever come out with before. So it was. Uh, you paid for that plastic. Yeah, you were really paying for that extra plastic on the model. It looks to me like this is going to be a normal small base ship now, which which is which is good. Um, um, I'm going to take a little second just to drink the haterade real quick, and then I'll let you guys talk about good things. Yeah. For this one. Um, I think those maneuver templates look terrible. I think oh. those are hot garbage. And I am shocked they watched like no a dozen other companies do a great those. job about that. Well, what's funny is and that, then make shit tokens. Well, what's funny is that they've had people they. They started it though with the acrylic templates. Yeah, they've Nobody, done a great job. Yeah, the, the acrylic templates that they started giving away at the regionals forever ago in like 2014, I think, was like I think that they do. I don't know if they did them in 13 at those weird regional store championship things, but in in 2014 at least they had they had acrylic templates. I still have mine. And I saw my uh, 2015 was it 16? Or you you whatever. yeah you those had your great, fifth, the black ones. Yeah, you had the 15 ones. That was the like, black they've ones. They've done a bunch of great ones. ones. That, like yeah. by the way, we're commercially release possibly like i think you could argue these are worse than the cardboard ones. oh these are terribly these uh, actually look uh, yeah. like slightly shittier than the well uh, it's like the, the it's ones. so it's these gray plastic things and so they're like a and they're big and trench they're teeth, big and guess, bulky so like i think they have a picture of down lower where they actually show them like up against a base and it's like the full height of the base like, but up like against they don't even it. give you like a carrying case for them yeah There's no like nothing good is, about this nobody's product. gonna buy these nobody's gonna buy these which is fine whatever People, people are going to continue yeah, buying their curled, about, like, actual curled paw stuff, templates. Like, just and, visually, that shit's terrible. Yeah, no, visually, that, that was awful. Blah! <laughs> so uh, the first ship here that is a brand new ship is the... Uh, and this is one that has been much discussed for years and years. When, will this, when is this ship going to be an X-Wing? Uh, the Naboo Royal N1 Starfighter. So we're finally yes! getting... Finally getting the Naboo Starfighter that uh, everybody's been crying about for so long. Um, Listen. If... You're flying Anakin on this ship. You better be saying, now this is pod racing at least every other round. <laughs> oh, God. I, if, if I play against anybody who does that, nah. <laughs> now this is pod racing. Um, so we can't see a whole lot about the ship. <laughs> it doesn't, um, the, the spread, it, I think all they have in here is the spread. I don't think there's uh, any close up stuff of it. Um, but from what we can see, it is a two attack uh, front arc ship, two evade dice, uh, three hull, two shields. It's got a focus, a target lock, a barrel roll, and a boost action. So uh, looks like a pretty well-rounded uh, ship. Um, the dial, the dial's exposed here too, um, which doesn't look too bad it's got the the one banks one straight hard twos uh two banks uh are blue uh two straight is blue um it's got a 3k turn a hard three straight three blue a bank three blue um 
a four straight, a five straight that are white, and that what's that last one? Is that like is that just like a four? Is that a four K? I don't know. I can't quite. I can't. It's the little one's a little fuzzy for me to read. But for which one? On the Naboo Starfighter, it's like that last K. Uh, K. It might be a. Oh no! You know what? Right. Those are talent rolls. Those are talent rolls. There's no K turns. Yeah. It's got three talent rolls. That's right. That's up. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, yeah. Don't know much about this yet, but I know everybody's going to be excited to get their their Naboo Starfighter. That you can kind of see um, plasma torpedoes there. Spool it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Three dice attack at range two to three. Two charges. Two charges. You yeah. don't know what the ability is. Um, but oh, the, the ability one... on the uh, the Naboo? No, no, the, uh, no, the, the plasma charges. Plasma torpedoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. And uh, the can you read that built-in that... ability on the ship? Yeah, it's after you execute a three to five speed maneuver, you get an evade. Oh, oh that's not so bad. Oh, so the same defender. as the uh, defender. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. And uh, I think that as far as the plasma torpedoes goes, you know, how good are they going to be? Uh, how are they going to be costed? And are they um, Republic only? Yeah. Uh, so those are some of the things that need to be answered here, uh, because I'm not going to sit here and you know have a thing about complaining or 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 agreeing with anything in regards to what cards should be and what. But this, you know, obviously the old system was if you want the cards, just buy the pack. Yeah. Um, if this is going to be non-unique to the Republic then you're just going to have to buy a ton of Naboo fighters and fly well, them, Steven. It's going to show up in... Uh, I mean, I, I guarantee that that upgrade will... If it's not unique to the Republic, it'll show up in a bunch of different packs. Um, not Wave 4? <laughs> well, maybe not. We don't know. These these spreads, they lie with these spreads. And actually, it looks like it's in the uh, the bomber, the this Hyena-class droid bomber pack. Oh, I think that's the same art. Faction. It's it's spread out a different way, but it looks like it's the same art. So, anyway, so yeah, so the next ship here is this uh, this hyena class droid bomber. Um, so this you know this ship's obviously meant to be an ordnance bombing carrier ship. Um, it's got uh, two attack dice, front arc, two evade dice, and five hull. It's got a calculate, a target lock, a uh, white um it's got a barrel roll into a linked target lock and a it looks like a red reload yes action um there is a new bomb token on on this spread um so i don't i don't recognize that one uh the one that looks like uh a stim pack from starcraft yeah it kind of looks like a stim pack (laughs) with like uh, red lines coming out of it so that could be uh that could be a new bomb. Um, we can see the dial on this. Um, it's uh, it's got a weird dial. Uh, so it's got lots wh- of reds. Yeah, it's got lots of reds, but in like weird places. So it's got a hard one white. It's got a red bank one. What? And uh, a white straight one. Um, it's got two sloops, uh, Segner's loops. It's got green hard twos and what? white soft twos and a green straight two. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What is this? This is really, this is a strange ass style. Also has landing struts, which I've already gone on record saying I don't like. Uh, the la- uh, are those different than the, uh, yeah, are those the, because the, the, those, well, is the grappling, sh- I thought the other ones are called grappling struts. 
These might be too. I'm too old to read. Landing struts open. I don't know if those are different or not. I don't know if those are different or not. Um, it looks to me like I'm they really are. Pissed actually, off. because the the requirement. If they're different, I'm actually, really pissed off. It's I'm like, betting oh, good. They look different because the bottom the requirement looks like it says hyena class droid bomber. So these are something oh, specific Same to that thing ship. Also, is complicated. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see what Just that does. Better. Yeah. Um, uh, what is going on here on this dial? Do you see this uh, zoomed in there, Stephen? It shows uh, at the start. It shows obviously a left two uh, talon roll. Yeah. And then the right two talon roll. What's next to that right two talon roll? Uh, oh, that's a K turn. That's yeah, a K -turn. So that's just that's a two K. Yeah, two K. Okay, I see it now. And then, oh, well, now this is really weird. So it has three hard turns, but no three banks, and a green yeah. three straight. Very unique dial. Uh, yeah, sure. and, and then a four straight white and a uh, five straight red. So this is a really strange. This is actually uh, next to maybe the the um, the toilet bowl jump, thing. Jump master. The jump master. This this that's, might that's be one of the seat one. He's a toilet bowl. I'm not sure. Well, I'm whatever. trying. So I <laughs> I try not to go, but it's not thematic. But I'm I'm trying to think about a situation where a ship is better at turning hard than turning soft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really care about th thematics. I I, I care more uh, about uh, game well, design. No, no, but... uh, you ever played F Zero? It's like playing uh, Samurai Goro. You can turn, just not subtly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can turn pretty much at ninety degree angles, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> this, this this droid has uh has really only like yeah, it's like straight or all max ninety degree. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of a weird. It's definitely a strange dial. It's one of the stranger ones I've I think I've ever seen. But anyhow. Um, and then the third ship is the Resistance Transport Expansion Pack. Um, so this is this is another interesting one. So this, and this is what I'm kind of trying to figure out. Um, it's got two different dials. So I'm assuming it has just two different configurations that you can play it in. Um, I don't there's know. There's no configuration card on the. Well, the, yeah, there's currently. no configuration card, but I'm wondering if each pilot is going to have two different values. A, you know, oh, this configuration value or this configuration value. You know what I mean? There's like, two. Uh, there's two like condition cards. Um, so I yeah, that might have something yeah, to do with it. Do, yeah. yeah, you pick one of the conditions based on possibly the pilot uh, or crew. Yeah, there is uh, some crew members there, so that might, depending on the crew, it might change the dial up. Yeah, so all speculation. I have no idea. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this this one's complicated. Makes my head hurt. Yeah, this one's gonna be interesting. It also comes seems to. It looks like it also comes with one of those spare parts debris clouds. Um, poop shoot, poop shoot, and the dials. Uh, so one of the dials looks like it has a stop, and then a in a one reverse maybe. Um, and then hard, uh, hard one, red hard ones, blue soft one, blue straight one. Um, that's a reverse. Yeah, I think there's a couple different. It looks like there it's might a be bank, a couple. It's a bank reverse. Oh, okay. So there's two different bank. We have one bank reverses. Yep. Um, it's got the. Uh, it's got a white hard two, a white soft two, a white straight one, or I'm sorry, not a uh, a blue uh, straight two. Um, it's got, is that red three banks? Yes. 
and then a, sh a straight white, a white straight three, uh, and, a four, and, a, and a four red. So that's one of the dials. Um, I don't like anything about this ship. I don't like jam tokens. I don't like reinforced tokens. I don't like conditions. I don't like multiple dials. Everything about this reeks of overcomplication for like something that does nothing. So there I am. Yeah. So, so the guy that created a list for Morello. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> what? What was uh, that? <laughs> and then the the other dial for it has um. Oh, what is that? So it looks like uh, it's a red hard ones, uh, blue soft ones, blue straight one, white hard two, white soft two, white straight two, um, the red soft threes, uh, a white soft three. Oh, is that like a red three K turn or is it like a, yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's red soft threes, red, uh, uh, white straight three. Yeah. I think uh, it's a three K turn and then a four straight. Yeah. And then a four red, red four straight. Yeah. Actually, I do um, like one thing about lots this of red. Whole Somebody pointed out on the internet that actually this comes with four crew in there and they're all female. Yeah. Which is yes. kind of interesting. That's it, comes with my, it comes with Leia who always be my lady and yep. Leia's daughter who, you know, might be my lady in the future. <laughs> and then two people. I heard about that. I just learned about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't realize uh, that was Carrie Fisher's Carrie daughter? daughter? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, too, because like once you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't unsee that. She looks so much like her. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So this wave is, um, you know, this, it's ultimately, this is a catch-up wave. This is a, like, let's get a bunch of reprints out there for, for ships, uh, which I'm fine with. I mean, I, I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's cool for me because, you know, th this is this is one of those waves that's good for the older players who have all the all the ships already. So it's like, ah, I don't have to buy much, you know. Steve's called me old. Well, well, you don't have anything, Joe, so. It's a, there's a no, good... I got some tokens at the house. Oh, you got some tokens. I have like a two straight, and I have a bunch of shield tokens and stress tokens. Okay. Right. I don't know where those came from or how they ended up at my house. They, I don't know. But like, I can go two straight all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyways, it's uh, this is this is definitely a, a catch up wave, and it's got a uh, a couple new things in there for for uh, the two new factions, and then also for resistance. Um, kind of surprised they didn't do a first order ship, seeing as how they gave resistance something. But um, they didn't eh. give the resistance much. No, I don't <laughs> this think ship this like is a support ship at best. Yeah. It's it's uh it's all, almost all of its actions except for focus are red. So <laughs> it's got a red target lock, a red barrel roll. And Actually, well, red that's jam because like it'll be interesting to see how cheap they might make this ship. Like the fact that it can barely take actions. Yeah, makes me wonder if this isn't going to be like the first like sub twenty point ship. Yeah, well, I I think the vulture droids are going to be sub twenty. Sub twenty. Yeah, but I'll take that bet. Yeah, uh, this this might be right there with it, you know. I bet this ain't far behind. I bet, like, yeah. Mm. So we shall see. Anyhow, that's that's the articles, <clears throat> um, and uh, that's it. Um, All right, so let's talk. Uh, we like to spend the last couple of minutes and we hold on. We got to find Carlos because he, he Carlos dropped off. Ah, well, we lost to Carlos. All right, so looks like Carlos lost his internet, so we're gonna uh, we're just gonna wrap up the show here with the events section real quick. Oh, no, um, I'm scared. We can't do this alone. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> um, so events wise, uh, we've got the we've got uh, so we just had our quick build tournament, cool stuff. We got our thematic event coming up on the 24th for Wave Two, which is the yes, evacuation of Dakar. 
Um, so that one's super limited. It's uh, so it's only resistance and first order. It's like, and it's only like three ships from each faction. Oh wow! Um, so it's a very very limited uh, pool of ships for that event, and then uh, and then after that, uh, we're gonna be doing our wave two championship at um, Cool Stuff on the March 9th. So I'm trying to pack everything in with this with these wave uh, deluxe wave kits because uh, one we got hyperspace trial season coming up and system open so the next and mor- my bill won't be legal for that because morale won't be legal yeah you won't be able to use that at the, the hyperspace trial unfortunately but um you can so use yeah. it at the way two champs though hey carlos hey! is back carlos! <laughs> uh yes you can use it at the wave two champs uh, uh well if actually I, if I was thinking about making excited. it a hyperspace event but fair enough we'll see i was considering that too i i I spent a lot I, of time on this build. You guys are killing me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do. I think I am gonna make it a, a hyperspace event just because. Um, That's what the next big playing. tournament. Like, was it like two or three weeks after that tournament is the hyperspace trial in South Florida, right. uh, March on March 23rd. So, I know at least I want to get more more hyperspace practice in, um, and I'm sure everybody else is gonna probably want to be doing the same. So, um, so yeah, so I'm probably gonna do a hyperspace event for that, but it, it could be an extended depending on your location. Um, the last thing I want to fire off is we have our different game. I know I always like to sidetrack the show, but we have our L5R Elemental Championship going on here and going on here and cool stuff in Jacksonville here on Saturday. And uh, I only want to bring this up because it was a bit of a kerfuffle, right? Like there was a problem with the kit not coming. And I want to give a big shout out to, and this is terrible to give a shout out to somebody whose name I can't remember, but the new head of OP. Yeah. Personally stepped in and got it all taken care of where awesome. we were not going to get a kit for this and it just hadn't arrived and we were going to cancel the tournament. But then he like busted in like the freaking Kool-Aid man breaking into your living room <laughs> and it was like, oh yeah, we will overnight that to you so you can have a tournament this weekend. Yeah. So I want to give a big shout out to him and like the fact that I don't know his name is shameful, but I drink a bit. I don't, uh, I don't remember his name at the moment. Okay, either. Well, I don't know. But drinks one, a bit too. one thing I do want to mention, though, while, while you bring up the topic, is just there, there was an article a couple weeks ago about um, changes to organized play under hit this guy's new management. And um, what, the big thing is that it looks like we're going to be going back to store championship and regional naming conventions. Which I like, um, so Which cool. I prefer. I think pretty much everybody prefers the, this whole hyperspace and um, deluxe wave kits and the way the setup of all this stuff i think is has been a little too confusing um alex I, watkins by the way alex watkins, alex watkins yeah. okay thank you carlos like he deserves some credit for this because like i said he stepped in personally he's like hey by the way man i don't know what happened tell me who you talked to so i can fix things on our end but we'll get that thing out to you it'll be there by saturday run your tournament have a great time you know defend the honor of your franchise yeah so I think uh, with that new OP article, and it looks like they're they're going to be standardizing all the games onto a store champion regional system, kind of you know like the old days basically. Um, but the other part out, part of it that I thought was interesting was that they're going to be sticking with the two seasons. So like because hyperspace trial has two seasons, so they're going to be doing the same thing with the store champs and the regionals, where there'll be two store champ seasons and two re- uh, regional seasons a year. I think it affects us here in Florida more than anyone else because we already have two seasons down here. There's summer and then everything else. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we're used to the two-season calendar already. Yeah. Like, it's no adjustment. All right, Carlos, <laughs> back me up here, buddy. 
No, it's all summer. Oh, it's all summer? No, nah, man. It was down to like 68 yesterday. Oh, my God. I had to put on a sweater. Like, literally, today. I had to put like a tube sock on my, you know, just to like get by. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> Oh my god. I had, I had to put on a light sweater today. I was super annoyed. I got a hoodie on. Yeah. So um so yeah, so I think uh going back to that old setup is gonna help. It's gonna make more sense to everybody. Um I I, I as much as I appreciate what they were trying to do with the hyperspace and deluxe wave kits and that kind of stuff, I think they kind of over they overcomplicated it and made it a little bit too confusing for everybody. So um, so this, this should be a nice change back to, um, store champs and regionals. The other, the other thing that I, f uh, was interesting and this wasn't in the article, but, um, somebody asked him on Twitter, I think. Well, and he did an AMA today, so maybe that's what it was. Oh, no, no. This is before the AMA. Oh, okay. This was from a couple weeks ago. Okay. So somebody asked him on Twitter, I believe about, um, whether or not the store championship, uh, the regional buy cards from last store championship season, which is actually a 1.0 store championship season would be usable at the hyperspace trials and he said they are so that's a really important fact so if you have a so store champ, sell those on ebay just yet yeah so if you have a buy for a regional <laughs> from last year's store champs that were 1.0 events you can do hold on to them you can use them at the hyperspace trials at least according to hey. this this twitter uh hey. thing hey steven yeah do do you have a store championship buy for the last wave I can, do, yeah. Can I borrow it? Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> no. on. Steven, you have to ask me. Hey, uh, Carlos, um, do you have a, a regional buy from last year's store championships? I do. Oh. Hey, Joe. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm trying to pull the whole Minoc squad. This is the Minoc. This is a Minoc yeah. thing. Joe, Joe's oh, unaware. I don't, I don't know what that is. I yeah. <laughs> it's another podcast. Oh, this other podcast? This other podcast. We're still in material. They, they, like to, they, like to, they like to torment one of, their, one of their hosts because he doesn't win as much as the other guys, generally speaking. I don't think I played a Store Championship last year. You, I don't think I played well, last you year. You did not play last year. <laughs> yeah. So I, you would, what you're saying is you, you would have won one. Well, we could, do, we, could I, do, we could do this one, Carlos. Hey, hey Carlos, how many, how many store championships have you won before? Oh, man. Two? Three? Two? I can't remember. Two or three? Two? You can't remember. Okay. I want to say two. Okay. All right, now ask me back. Steven, how many store championships have you won? I've won five in my, in my career of X-Wing. I I almost won one, but it was the same night as the 180 day party, so I forfeited Jeremy that time, <laughs> so I could go and play terrible. Edward Forty Hands with my friends. <laughs> and you know what? Edward Forty Worth Hands. It. Worth it. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for shiz. Yeah. We saved those like 40s from like six months before because it's the 180 day party. Well, when you can't get 40s in Florida, so yeah, we had to save yeah, them. Yeah, you have to go from, into from our to trip go, to Georgia. Right? They, they were like Dragon old, warm, disgusting. I think they might have oh, been highlight. God. <laughs> God. Oh man. Yeah. I tried to play. Uh, what was it? Uh, what's that one game? No, it's not Coup. It's the other one. It's uh, the Resistance. While playing Edward Forty Hands, you want to have a poker face while playing Edward Forty Hands? Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no, no. Oh, kids, no. it's a, it's forty-one minutes to the Valentine's Day, so I gotta get home. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, guys. I know, kids. It's been real. It's been fun. You guys it's been real that fun. What's that? Have you, you guys done the whole Valentine's Day shopping? Have you guys figured uh, all that out? Uh, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> 
I got I got my wife a new phone because she destroyed the last one. So yeah, I gonna I was gonna yeah I was gonna I'm gonna have to figure something out tomorrow. It's fine. We 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 hardly ever we don't really ever do much for Valentine's Day. One because we have two kids, so you can't actually go out. My wife's from Texas, so there's no romance here. Yeah, good luck finding a. By the way, by the way, Carlos, you're you're gonna find this out. Good luck finding babysitters on Valentine's Day because everybody that you would get to babysit is going out. You know what though? Actually, I'll babysit your kids for Valentine's Day if you want to go out. Oh, uh, we're not doing anything. This we're not doing. We have, Me and Vivi uh, are like this. We're tight. Yeah, yeah. We might have uh, somebody set up for Saturday though, so that would be yeah. nice. Well, that, and that's what that's what you have to do. Considering on doing that, yeah. yeah, that's what you have to do. You can't you you once you get kid once you have kids, you can't actually go out on Valentine's Day. You have to set something up for a few days before or afterwards. Right. So, like, if you really want to get like into doing that, so I'm I'm gonna go the uh, the flowers and chocolate route, I think, and. Uh, uh, that, well, we'll just I'll, we'll just go with that. We keep we keep it simple. So I it's, I have a young child now, obviously fifteen months old. So now I have to do the whole. He's getting a Valentine's Day card for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to do his shopping. So I just I that's swear a scam, to God, by the way, sir. That is a scam. Oh, oh my God, of course it is. And I can't <laughs> wait until he's old enough so I can go. Now it's your turn. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> now you're covering for daddy. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, we'll we'll let Joe get to his uh, his Valentine's Day, and uh, uh, kids, dials down, dials down, bottoms up, bottoms, bottoms up. up, shit. All right. <laughs>